Our institutions have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights, yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday. Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. According to Department of Homeland Security reports, Facebook has replaced almost every other CIA information gathering program since it was launched in 2004. After years of secretly monitoring the public, we were astounded so many people would willingly publicize where they live, their religious and political views, an alphabetized list of all their friends' personal email addresses, phone numbers, hundreds of photos of themselves, uh, and even status updates about what they were doing moment to moment. It is truly a dream come true for the CIA. Much of the credit belongs to CIA agent Mark Zuckerberg, who runs the day-to-day Facebook operation for the agency. The decorated agent, codenamed the Overlord, was recently awarded the prestigious Medal of Intelligence Commendation for his work with the Facebook program, which he has called, quote, the... According to Department of Homeland Security reports, Facebook has replaced almost every other CIA information gathering program since it was launched in 2004. Ah, yes, it is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It is Sunday, May 22nd, everybody, 2022. Welcome to the Dangerous Info Podcast. This is show number 40, Monkeypox Theater. And today, we have a special guest host, Dr. Sean Brooks, is in the house. Dr. Sean, are you there, brother? Yeah, I am. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome to the Dangerous Info Podcast. How you doing? I'm great. Man, did you hear that crazy stuff up front that I played there? Pretty wild, man. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Good old Facebook, right? What was it before? <laughs> LifeLog or something, I believe. CIA agent, there you go. Yep, CIA. Oh, man, it's crazy, you guys. But um, if you're wondering why Dr. Sean is sitting in the outcast seat tonight, it's because outcast is out for the week. And um, so I decided to uh, call uh, Dr. Sean Brooks on the show, and he uh, decided to come on and sit in and uh, be the uh, guest host. So excellent, brother. I'm glad you uh, wanted to do this with me, and um, it's going to be a good ride today. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, good. Well, listen, I'm going to bring this down here because uh, I have to read this little thing. Actually, what we do on every show before I read this is we do a little, uh, we do a prayer. And I always have Outcast do a prayer for us, right? And uh, last week we actually did it in, in the recording so everybody got to hear it. Normally we don't do that. Usually it's before, but uh, since we had such good feedback of uh, people hearing it, I was like, you know what, let's do it again this week, and um, I had him record me a little prayer before we get into the show, so I want to play that right now, and this is uh, Outcast from On the Road the other day. He sent me this, and um, uh, we'll get going after this, uh, with the show after this right here. Check this out. Dear Heavenly Father, Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus, the Alpha, the Omega, the one who was and is and is to come. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, are doing, and are going to do yet. Lord, Jesse and I, um, 
once again come to you as humble servants with the heart of gratitude for all that you've done for us, not only in our personal lives, but also uh, with this program. Lord, it is our goal and our objective to only present uh, truths and uh, shed light on the evil things that are taking place behind the scenes. Um, as it says in Ephesians, we want to shed light on these, on these evil things. Uh, Lord, bless this episode. May your hand be upon it um, and uh, guide it in every conceivable way through the mouth of Jesse and whoever his guest is this week. Uh, we ask that you um, put your hand upon this and uh, make sure that we speak good things and um, spread the good word and do kingdom work. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen, brother. All right. Well, this is uh, the Dangerous Info Podcast. I am Jesse James, and he is Dr. Sean Brooks, and this is your source for building your own parallel economy in the midst of this technocratic globalist takeover. This information is dangerous to their plans of global enslavement. Liberty, freedom, and truth is what the Dangerous Info Patriots like us all want. It's that simple, you guys. And uh, as we get going, I want to uh, let you know today's sponsor is you guys. You guys are the well-informed audience of the Dangerous Info Patriots, and uh, we're not going to take funding from someone or something that wants to control what we say. And that's why I set up sponsorship options on Subscribestar.com. And over on Subscribestar, I want to say hi and thank you to Jill Bark. Uh, we have Chad Geyer, brand new one. We have another brand new one, Patriot Miller, Subscribestar. Stay Sanchez uh, he, with a one-time donation via the PayPal uh, link option that's in the description. So thank you, Stay Sanchez. Um, let me see. Uh, Manny Hispejo. Thank you, brother. Ryan Mansfield Show. Thanks, Ryan. Eric Highkiller um, and Carmen Rosario. Thank everybody, you guys, uh, for, for supporting the show and, and help, helping be a uh, sponsor. You guys are awesome, and, and you help fuel, fuel the show, what we got going here. And if you guys want to... Share the show. I, I I love that too. If you can't uh, fund us, you can at least share us. So I, I appreciate that, you guys. And um, if you've been enjoying the show, you know all these months now, um, it's been growing. And and thanks to you guys because you guys are the ones who are sharing it for us, and it's getting out there. So um, I got a little bit more of where, where you can find us too. Um, we've been expanding a little bit, and we'll get into that later in the show. But all right, Doctor Sean Brooks. Yes, sir. All right, you've been on our show what once, twice, or I mean, we've I've done your show once or twice. You've done our yep, show we've once been on or twice. The show once, yep, yeah, something like that. But we've we've talked so much. I mean, you know, your specialty over on your show is the American Education FM podcast, right? That's it. And you 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 get into a lot of stuff, not just education, but your main focus is the education uh, in America, right? Correct. All right. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of the corruption and a lot of the infiltration and just a number of things, because unfortunately, as you're well aware, uh, the education field is crumbling right now. And there are endless individuals who work within who feel like teaching their subject is the last thing they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so they're just brainwashing and indoctrinating themselves and anybody that they can reach out to. You know, I've listened to a ton of your shows, and I remember just after you had that one big viral video that went out, I, I think that was last summer, end of last summer maybe? Yeah, last August. Okay, so, and I remember you were at, the, around that time, you were harping big time about these schools are killing themselves, and these schools are not going to last, and you know, why is that? Is it because of 
the teachers are not showing up anymore? I mean, why aren't the teachers showing up anymore? What's going on? Well, you know, I mean, it, it basically is just like any other business model. Uh, if a business has customers and the customers don't like the product mm-hmm. and endless individuals beyond the customers, even people who are ex-customers or people who are too old to be a customer are complaining about the business, the business will not survive. Um, what's interesting is, is that the people that work within American K-12 and higher education, mm-hmm. a great deal of them are, are participating in their own decline and they don't even know it. They, they think that they're getting away with something by teaching whatever it is they want to teach, teaching their feelings, teaching their own ideologies, trying to pass that off as being actual curriculum. And then before you know it, uh, the enrollment drops. And there are less students that show up, and then they have a hard time finding teachers, and they're wondering why. Right. But the la- the last two years, and all of this shot business, and uh, the entire the entire avenue, just being overwhelmed with government propaganda from a medical standpoint, is is the is the last straw, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, and th- even around here, I remember hearing, you know, we're in Michigan, but I remember hearing. Uh, my mom used to do a lot of uh oh, what what do you call it she would go in and um mirror, was it mirror the teacher or she wasn't being a substitute but she was helping in the classroom so like a teacher's aide yeah yeah she was doing teacher's aide stuff for forever when our kids were in school i mean they're they're graduated and and out of school now but um the, the school has really been the last couple of years been trying to get a hold of her to come on in and get in and, and help because they're, they're so low on staff. And she's yep. like, well, I'm not vaccinated. I can't, you know, none of that stuff. So does that matter? And uh, they're like, Oh no, we want, we want you to have a shot. And she goes, well, I'm not doing it. So she's wow. not, she's not coming in. Yeah. Um, even though she loves working with these kids, you know what I mean? I mean it's a lot of these kids are, are, are friends of, you know, we're, we're, we're friends with some of their parents and stuff, you know? So it's like, um, they keep, they keep needing people, but because she doesn't want to get this, uh, you know, this, this MRNA jab, they don't, uh, they keep saying, well, you can't come in. Oh, and the mask too. She goes, I'm not wearing a mask either. They're like, oh, well you have to wear, well, nope. <laughs> so she's not, she's not doing it. And, um, so I guess that's happening even on a bigger scale all across the nation probably. Right. No, no doubt about it. And, and I mean, the, the gaslighting that's taken place this entire time has removed all sense of common common sense, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, we have teachers and administrators that cannot read directions and school board members that are implementing policy on everybody with, with just this dictatorship-like approach. And, uh, and, and no one is allowed any individuality or any say. And mm-hmm. then, of course, if you work within these systems and you, you don't abide by what they want, you're labeled uh, insubordinate. And insubordination is a fireable offense. And, you know, this is one of those things that will never get discussed in the mainstream media. And it'll be very hard to find uh, any written documentation of the number of teachers that have not only just quit, but the number of teachers that have been fired because they refuse to go along. Right. And I've had some of those on my uh, some of those guests on my podcast, too, in particular, one from New Mexico. She refused to play the game. She mm-hmm. was an elementary school teacher. Um, again, much very similar situation to your own mother. Uh, she was an elementary school teacher. Uh, she wouldn't wear the mask ever. Never did. She was one of the only people in her building that didn't. 
mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't wouldn't take the shots. Listen to all the pressure, the bullying, the workplace harassment, you name it. And then they went through the, the school district went through the, through the process of getting rid of her, and uh, and they cut her loose. And uh, sure enough, about six months later, she said, "Well, after getting cut loose, she said, I'm just gonna I'm gonna homeschool my child, and and that's you know that's the way that our family has now worked it out, and I absolutely love it, and it's great." Six months later, the school calls her back and says, "We need you to come back to work." Dang. And she tells him, "Go to hell." <laughs> yeah. It was great. And I said, perfect. I mean, she even texted me. She said, guess who, guess who is uh, clamoring to have me back, you know, come back to work. And I said, tell him to go pound sand. And she said, I'm, I'm doing it. So it was awesome. Good. That's good to hear. Well, that's part of the whole thing is, you know, and we ha- the teachers have to be, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into their head and figure out their position, you know, cause I know a lot of them are going to be beholden to the teachers unions be beholden to that check, be beholden to the, um, the, 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 you know, the retirement package and everything. But at the same time, they have to deal with their conscience. They know what's going on. Right. I mean, a lot of them, they have to know what's going on and they're, they're masking these kids. They're, um, their conscience has to be being pulled in in both directions. Right. So if you have a based, a based teacher, based in her principles or his principles, they're going to stand up and say, no, no, not at all. I'm not, nope, not having this stuff. Um, which reminds me of Dr. Uh, uh, Robin McCutcheon, who you have on your show a lot. Yeah. I mean, she's so based at, at her college level. I mean, she goes in there, you know, <laughs> I like what she does with the mask. She doesn't wear the mask and she allows the students in her classes not to wear the mask. Right. Right. And she's driving her college nuts by her being such a based person in her own, you know, she's not falling for what the CDC or the who or whatever is telling that uh, college to tell their teachers. She's not having none of that. And she, and she does it with paperwork in hand. I mean, she (laughs) does it with all of the proof in hand and she says, Oh, by the way, here's your policy. And you want me to break the university policy because the university policy says I don't have to do this, mm-hmm. that I have individual rights, number one. Of course, there's numerous documentation for that at the national level, constitution, a bunch of other things. Yeah. But she says, you want me to violate my own code of conduct on ethics and values? She said, I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I would love to be, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall in a faculty meeting at the K-12 level when administrators were telling their staff that they all have to wear masks and they all have to do this and they all have to do that. Mm -hmm. And that there will be consequences if, if they don't, you know, follow along. I mean, that's when you would have seen, and I would assume a relatively quiet American who just wanted to be a school teacher and just, you know, just cared about their students and loved their subject and, you know, went home and minded their own business. That's when you would have seen that American stand up and say, no, you know, I'm not doing this. I've read the directions on the side of the mask box. It harms people. I've done the research on this. It harms people. Right. But unfortunately there's been a great deal of them that they just went along with it. You know what? You know, for for one reason or another, it's just standing on the outside, looking at that stuff. It is so hard to, to, for me to believe that these people just fell for this stuff. Yeah. I mean, do they actually believe it or are they just staying in place and doing what these 
you know, what their employers tell them because of the paycheck. I mean, it, I think it's both. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's got to be both. It's very difficult for a person to wrap their mind around lying Mm -hmm. and the the depth of lying. Uh, You know, they they say to themselves, well, wait a minute. There's no way that the president of the United States would lie to us. There's no way that all of these medical doctors who make all this money would be lying to us. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way that all of these talking heads and all these news stations on television would be lying to us. Well, the fact is, they are. It's not necessarily all right, yep. but it's not, and it's even not necessarily lying as much as it is that they believe something that isn't real. And then they're just sharing what they believe to be true when in fact it's not. So it's misleading mm-hmm. is, is, is ultimately what it is as well. But well, um, yeah, it's almost like, um, know. yeah, you say misleading, but I, I almost look at it like, well, we know it's intentional. We know, you know, there's so much trust that goes into an organization that has the word uh, world in it, health, um, you know, these organizations that are out there, you know, World Economic Forum, UN World Health Organization, all these kind of things, right? For some reason, when you put these kind of words together, people just believe it. Like yeah. Federal Reserve. People just, they just accept it. There it is. I believe yeah. that. that <laughs> and that's part of the globalist plan, which I mentioned on my podcast recently this past week. I said, that, you know, the idea is to get people away from saying my local health department says this mm-hmm. to getting those individuals to saying the World Health Organization says we need to do this. Right. I mean, once it goes away and even again, at the local level, it's corrupt is, is all get out. Mm hmm. I mean, the the local health departments at the county level are taking direction from the CDC. Well, who does the CDC take direction from? Mm-hmm. The World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a terrible slide all the way down to the local level. But right. if people at the local level just don't say no, then it's just going to get worse at the at the top end. And people like you and you know you, uh, Outcast, a lot of the listeners on the show. I have friends that own restaurants, and now. You know, those restaurant owners, they know now because they've been through it, uh, but they learned, you know, in in 2020 just to say, no, look, I'm going to I'm fighting this. You know, this is my business. Um, You're taking orders from somebody else who I didn't elect. And you're telling me on those orders that I got to shut my place down. Nope, not doing it. So, you know. Just because things look official and look very important and sound very important, everything they have absolutely zero to do with our rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I wish more absolutely. people would understand that. Um, yeah. I wish people didn't have amnesia. I can't, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't believe that people are already forgetting what's gone on over the last two years. You know, I'll never get out of my head. Uh, oh, all of the stories of, of people losing their lives, taking their own lives because they lost their job because they didn't want to wear a mask yeah. or, Yep. You know, they wouldn't take the shots or whatever it was. Well, and again, w- watching their businesses crumble to the ground. Yeah. And and look how many of those businesses are gone now. And that was attack on mom and pop stores, too. You know, that, that was a total attack. You know, everything that we get from from all this, this globalized media and all this big, uh, you know, th- what we're talking about, these big organizations, everything, everything we get, we get from these people is just to make everything more centralized. All right. Kill all the little mom and pops, everything, whether it's hardwares, 
uh, feed stores, uh, butcher shops, bakeries, uh, coffee, right? All these you know, restaurants, all these different things that they always come out with, uh, you know, the next new current thing, I guess. Yeah. It always seems to kill off small business and make the and bigger you, businesses bigger and have more control right. over us. Right. That's why yeah. I always say on the show, we, we need to decentralize our lives. Go ahead. It, it, well, I was just going to say it discourages people from wanting to start a business too. I mean, this entire process has discouraged countless individuals from wanting to ever do that. You know, I always mm. think of a recent graduate during 2020 or 2021 and they're standing themselves, wait a minute. I thought I was entering a world where I would have freedom to do this, that, and the other, maybe start, you know, start my own business, manage this, manage that. Yeah. And now I have to just go along to get along. Yep. You know, that's, that's slavery. That's not freedom. You know, going through all this too, you know, I've, I've, I've owned my own business since what, 92, 1992, right. Is when I started doing what I do now. And, and, and since, and since, uh, 2020, it's made me, it, it kind of re- reinvigorated me. Um, it made me feel more defiant that I own my own business and that I call the shots. Um, and I just laugh at all the stuff when, when I see these outside organizations trying to clamp their claws around small businesses like mine. You know, that we, there was a time there when, when uh, early 2020, when we first found out about all this BS, that our governor Whitmer, she said, look, you landscape people, you, you can't be out there working. Guess what I did? I jumped right in the truck and went right to one of my customers job and start, started doing stuff. And, and they were, I, I, I can't tell you how many, as we, I rolled into these neighborhoods, right. With the truck and trailer and all that stuff. Um, you know, cause we were just coming out of winter time there. And you know, I kept reassuring my customers, Hey, look, nothing's changing for me. We're, we're working. We're, we're, you know, we're, we have stuff to do. I'm not, you know, you can plan to see us on your properties. So, and they were so happy for that too, because for a lot of them, uh, you know, they didn't see anybody for, for a long time. They had, they didn't see anybody. They saw the mail truck go by. They might've seen the UPS and Amazon roll through. But as far as seeing, you know, like me, you know, cause they didn't, you know, it was wintertime. We we're coming out of winter. So, um, they didn't get a chance to see, we didn't get a chance to see each other, but, I was so happy to be on their properties and show my face and talk to them. And, you know, a few of them came outside, gave me big hugs because of all the BS that was going on at the time. And I just told them, I said, look, nothing's changing for me. Everything's the same. I'm here. I'm doing work. We have schedule. Um, I said, we're going to ride this roller coaster out together. And, and that's when I turned them on to, uh, you know, my way of thinking of, of this kind of stuff here, which eventually led to me starting a podcast. And now I have so many of them turned onto the podcast and they're like, you know, they're, they're basically what I'm trying to get at is this whole new craze. The, the, the hottest current new thing is the monkey pox, right? <laughs> uh, we're in monkey pox theater now. Yeah. I mean, I, we're very close to it. I mean, I think Bill Gates is outside my door right now knocking, talking about monkey pox crap, which, you know, I'm going to laugh, but <sighs> I think we're entering a new paradigm. So now we're, we're jumping off the Ukraine stuff. I think we people did that already a little bit, but, um, monkey pox, but you know, th- they're signaling so hard on monkey pox right now, which makes me almost think. And I told my, uh, you know, everybody on our, our gilded, which is the replacement for discord. I was telling, and, and my Patriot text threads, I was telling them, look, 
they're sig- signaling so hard on monkeypox. What if instead they go to what they talked about before was Marburg's, the hemorrhagic fever? What if they're hiding, yeah. you know, hiding that with this monkeypox or who knows? We just know by because of what they've been saying over the years, you know, all their plans that end up coming out that we read, right? All these world economic stuff, um, forum stuff, right? They always leak their stuff out. They don't even try to hide stuff anymore. Remember when they used to hide stuff like crazy? Correct. And then they would say, oh, no, you know, they'd have their media come out and saying that's that doesn't exist. That's a conspiracy theory. Now they're actually talking about how they're implementing it and why and what, you know the, the whole plans. And the media never goes back to say, oh, yeah, you guys were right. It, it was actual conspiracy. It's not just a theory. So, yeah, this, this, uh, right now at this time, all I've been doing is laughing at the monkeypox theater. Uh, there's, you've probably seen all the memes. There's a, t- a ton of memes out now. <laughs> uh, hilarious. hilarious memes. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, the Internet's doing what it's doing. But one of my favorites is uh, it's got that wrestler. I forgot who he is, but he's smiling, laughing. He says, me getting ready to enjoy summer. And then behind him, there's this big monkey getting ready to jump on his back. So it says monkeypox. It's so funny. I mean, there's there's so many. There's just uh, you know what's this other one? Oh, fear of COVID is receding. Release the monkeypox. <laughs> that one from uh, Austin Powers. Perfect. Uh, here's one from Wizard of Oz. Uh, Delta variant isn't working anymore. Release the monkeypox. It shows the Wicked Witch releasing those monkeys flying around. But you know where's it going to stop? Well, uh, or is I it going to stop? Yeah, they've got plenty of people brainwashed. To, to not just the narrative, but I think more insidious is the education aspect of what they what they think they know regarding the human body mm-hmm. and, and what they actually believe exists. Because unfortunately, again, even doctors themselves, medical doctors, you know, your local pediatrician uh, will take advice from the television and they will simply believe what's on a movie or what's on a television show or what the local news tells them. And, you know, they, even they too have been indoctrinated uh, throughout their entire lives and throughout medical school. Yep. And yeah, it's, I mean, the, the way that the human body works, and this is, a, this is kind of a quote that I've, I ripped from judge Judy of all people. Mm-hmm. And she's a hundred percent right. She says, if you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. Ooh, but yeah, if you, it's but, true. Yep. But, yeah, because the lie is so much harder to to remember, and then people who memorize lies, they they sort of stick their chests out as if they know the truth. But of course, the joke is on them. Uh, they've just been perpetuating a lie, unbeknownst to them, their their entire career. So, and eventually, those re- lies catch up. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, they do, and they're catching up now, which is fantastic. I mean, what a time to be alive. I know. This, I tell my girls all this, this all the time. I've been telling them since 2016. I said, you guys are living through history right now. This stuff is going to be written about later on. I never knew it was going to get to this crazy level, but um, like what you just said, look at all the, the stuff that's booming, boomeranging around and hit them, hitting them right now again. I mean, you have this, this Sussman thing going on right now. Look at all the stuff that's been revealed. Who paid for all this stuff? You know that the, the uh, I'm talking about the Russian yeah. the 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 yeah. whole Alpha Bank and, and Trump and the Ruff, Russian collusion crap. 
Sure. You and, know, we knew, and we knew that that was a lie from the start. Yeah. Because, again, Hil- Hillary Clinton opens her mouth. Yep. So <laughs> it's a lie. But it coming out in court it, that's, is, uh, is exposing it for the people who actually thought it was real. Well, and, and think about it, because we were saying all this stuff then, because I forgot how we we got, had all this information before, a long time ago. And, you know, I don't know if it was coming from them uh, Q drops and all that stuff, but I, I, I seem to remember that's where it was coming from. But we were like, well... You know, yep. once you once you get into that and you start digging, then you find real conversations that were taking place. You're like, holy shit. You know, then we yeah. have to endure three to four years of them calling us Russian agents and Nazis and, you know, disinformation and all this crap. And look here, we're right yeah. all along. We were right all along because yep. because we read that information. Right. And if you don't mind, yeah, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to mention something about those Q drops because I'm hearing this on a consistent basis that, that more and more people are criticizing mm-hmm. that movement and that information. Yeah. Uh, you know, I couldn't disagree mm-hmm. with those people more. Mm-hmm. That, that, that movement was arguably one of the most important in American history. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I don't think for a second that it pacified people into sitting back and doing nothing. It was quite the opposite. Yeah, it wasn't it, it, it was gal- like a research thing to me. It seemed like yeah. it. Yeah. It gal- it galvanized people all over the world to organize, yep. to educate themselves, educate each other. Yep. And then when you have all of that information, it's innate in the human body mm-hmm. to then share it. Yep. And and do what we're doing. I mean, I never thought I would have had a podcast either. Yep. But I but I got tired of writing all the time and I thought, <laughs> well, I could keep writing books, I suppose, or I could just start ringing off things that I know to be true and continuing to research things and, and bring as much truth to, to the forefront as possible. Same thing with you. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is what the Q drops and the Q movement did mm-hmm. for, for those of us that paid attention. I think it's sad that, uh, you know, a great deal of people immediately turned themselves off to it and just said, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And they didn't bother reading anything and they didn't bother learning anything. I mean, you, you either went in one direction or the other. You were either full bore in it, uh, you, know, you know, you were rallying the troops, you were telling your friends and family members about it, and you were doing the best to stay informed, or you just went back to sleep. Yep. So We went the digital soldier route. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, too. By the time all that stuff trickled down to where it became commonplace in the media, and the media started talking, the, the media has no idea what the hell they're talking about. When they when they bring it up, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I think the last time there was a, an official Q drop was just a week or so before the twenty twenty election. Do, yeah, do, do you remember? I, do you remember? I do. I do. The, the last one was, uh, I believe, like this, the first week of December. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Be, after the after the twenty twenty election. Yeah, because yeah. it had to do something with uh, the count or something, wasn't it? Uh, Oh, it wasn't. It, it, it was the Twisted Sister video, I think. Yep. Of, yep. Uh, now yeah. I remember now. Yeah. So that was the last one. I mean, there hasn't been one since um, that we know of, but the media still keeps going on like, like, it's, like it's a current active thing. And you know what's funny is um, what I would tell people is like, look, I'll tell you right now, when you hear the media or somebody talk about it, if they mention the word QAnon, like all one word. Mm-hmm. That person has no idea what the hell they're talking about because right. those that's not one word. 
Q is one thing, and then anon is something totally different. Correct. You have the originator of information, and then you have the ones who are disseminating that information to the best of their abilities. If you put it together and say QAnon, like it's a one, one person, then that person who said that has no idea what they're talking about, about this whole situation. And, you know, that got a lot of people kind of lined up like, okay, yeah, I got it now. I understand. Because if, if an Anon says something, we can go in and, and, you know, read that, what the Anon was talking about. But if, if, if it was actual Q drop, that's a different thing entirely, right? Correct. Yep. So a it's, lot of anonymous, a lot of anonymous people researching a lot of things and then sharing it online anonymously. That's that's you and I. That's a lot of you know. That's a lot of people, and I was doing that too. Yeah. You know, I was on a lot of those boards, uh, finding information, moving it, moving it around. In particular, on uh, a, a chat forum which no longer exists called Vote. It was V O A T, and there was a there were a number of boards on there. Again, it was much like Reddit mm-hmm. and the Great Awakening boards and things like that. Yeah. But it was uh, it was at the forefront a lot of of a lot of that information sharing too, and it was all just remarkably important. I mean, if you wanted to know what was going on in the world, uh, you you wouldn't turn on your television to figure it out. Oh, no, you would uh, you would get online? You would go to these boards, which again are not publicized. Yep. I mean, but, but they exist. Yep. And then you would listen to your your fellow citizens and uh, and fellow world citizens, so to speak, as to what was really going on. It's yeah. Very important stuff. Yep. You know, and a lot of this stuff is, you know, before that even became a thing in, in 2017, all this information was already out there, you know, that yeah. they just kind of brought it all back, put it into one place, um, kind of and, and disseminated it like over and over and over. And it, it, it yeah. rose, it rose from, uh, let me see, how can I put this? Like, like all that information was in the basement, right? Well, when, 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 when this, when this movement started, they kind of grabbed all that information that was in the basement and brought it upstairs and started, you know, a lot of it started get going out the door and in the windows and, and going upstairs. You know what I mean? So a lot of that stuff started just really, really catching uh, steam and, and that information got out so far and it became uh, common knowledge, maybe I want to say. That makes sense. Yeah, it certainly became second nature to yeah. a lot of people, and and again, it was uncomfortable for for a lot, myself included. There were, you know, any time I even read it today in that uh, this book I'm reading, but it basically says that when you learn things, if you aren't uncomfortable unlearning, mm-hmm. and you don't reach a, a stage of where you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable unlearning something that you thought was true that in fact is not, then you're not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, part of part of being uncomfortable and learning the the hard truths about of reality is is just being uncomfortable i mean that's 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 part of it that's supposed to happen yeah and that's that's part of personal growth but one of the things that i always said about a lot of those drops and and just that entire movement was from an education standpoint it was arguably the best online course for free that a person could ever take Mm mm-hmm because it's not that you would read a post and believe every word. It's that you would read a post and think about it. And then yeah. your thoughts would take you to another place, whether it was a book, an audio clip, a movie, 
another website and you would end up arriving at some logical conclusion. Uh, you know, in, in education, it's referred to as scaffolding. Yep. You have to build a strong foundation first and then you work your way up to, to individualized answers. But uh, it was, I, I just thought it was an excellent course. And again, that brings into an, another thing is, and I, which I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall, is I would have loved to have been a school teacher during that time and actually seen how many K-12 students would show up to school and bring that up to their teachers. Oh, they were because too. You, we saw videos of oh, those. Yeah. There you go. So you know that that happened. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing school kids with Q projects. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Me they too. would come into, <laughs> you know, like the, the science projects with the trifold posters, and they're just going, what is Q? And then they'd lay it all out. Yep. It's like, wow, all right. Blowing the teacher's minds too. And then, the, you know, of course the teacher would get so mad over the stuff. Um, well, that's that's their own fault, and that's yeah. highlighting their own inability to learn, which yeah. is a big problem. Think think about this today, about disinformation, and and the reason why what we do is dangerous information. Think about this right here. I said it earlier. The Federal Reserve, a kid going to school today, is learning that the Federal Reserve is part of our government. It they don't even talk about it being. Uh, Implemented in 1913. They don't talk about the way it was implemented. They don't say that, you know, they, they don't explain that the they came up with the word federal and reserve to make it sound like it had authority. They don't say anything about it being a privately held banking system, a central bank. So a kid is going to go to school right now and learn that it's an official part of our government uh, system. And it's not. I mean, that's just one simple little thing right there. You know, there's adults running around that don't know this stuff. Correct. And if that person's your school teacher, you're in deep trouble. (sighs) Well, brother, it's your job. My job (laughs) with these shows is to keep this information getting out there. And that's why this information, that's why I call it dangerous. Because this dangerous stuff here, this information, once you know it, it breaks down their facade. It's like the Wizard of Oz. It's like peeling back that curtain and you've seen that frail, weak old man who's in the White House right now. Yep. That's what this is for. They do not want this dangerous information out there because it's danger- dangerous to their plans. Yep. You know, that's why I keep telling people, look, when when you see this kind of crap on the news or or somebody telling you stupid things that, you know, that, that they're, they're stuck in a blue pill mentality, right? Just laugh at them, laugh at their stuff, give it no mind, pay it no attention and just move on. <clears throat> laugh at them, laugh at the media. They don't mean anything to us. They used to at some time, they used to hold a spot in our head and lead us around like a, you know, like a laser and, and cats, right? Like a point of laser and a cat. Not anymore. Not for, not for me, not for you, not for, you know, not for this audience. Those days are gone, man. Those days are over. And you can learn more in a, in a shorter amount of time now with mm-hmm. the way that the information is moving around and the individuality. And again, all of the podcasts, a K-12 higher education student can learn more by listening to a two hour, one hour, three hour podcast. Uh, you know, on a daily basis or every other day than they're ever going to learn in a classroom. And yeah. that's the part that it scares such, them, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
But but that stuff, like you're saying, it, it's so important that that ke- that keeps happening. You know, the, the more people that leave this uh, this centralized uh, education system and get into homeschooling or those co-ops, right, or uh, the private. I mean, I, I wish more teachers would just stop, uh, you know, with these public schools, the government schools, and create their own. You know, if every little localized town had their own private education type of system that people knew about, they could do it. But like you're saying, we can do it every day, but most, most people out there still are in the normie frame of mind and they don't understand this stuff. But if, if there was a local school opposed, you know, the opposite of the government schools in your neighborhood, I, I don't know if charter is any of that stuff, but uh, what do you think? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you I, I do. And again, it, it really is a failure of what goes on at the teacher education level, which is really sort of the the beginning of how bad things are in K-12 education. In higher education, as an education major, you don't take classes in business. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't learn in a teacher education department how to start your own school. I mean, you learn you learn nothing about individuality. Right. And you definitely don't learn, and this is what we're seeing now, I think, is, and we have been seeing it, frankly, for quite some time, is you don't learn what to do if education or being a teacher doesn't work out for you. Right. A, a lot of these people who are leaving the education profession have nothing to do. And, and I feel terrible for them because, again, they, they just don't know what to do. I mean, myself included. You know, I, I, was, I, I was convinced I was going to be a... Uh, a teacher education professor. Mm-hmm. And I was going to teach individuals how to do it correctly. I was going to teach them about the importance of homeschooling. I was going to teach them about how to uh, attempt to teach them anyway, how to start their own school if the education doesn't work out. I was going to teach them about the importance of moving around from school to school and not not thinking that working in one building for 30 years and then collecting a pension at the end of that 30 years was going to be their career. I you know, I remember lecturing with some of them and saying, you know, God's going to have another plan for you. So if you think that that's what your education career is going to be, I, I bet it isn't. Yeah. And I mean, and that's a statistical fact. The vast majority of individuals who leave college with an education degree go into go into teaching. They end up not being an actual teacher as long as they were a student of education. Yep. It's almost like that stuff's just, it, it's quote unquote taught right out of them. It is. Yeah. And it's withheld. And again, when, when you have the individuals in charge of those departments and in, char- and in charge of, of teaching this information, they're really only teaching what they know. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they don't know what's really going on in the business, then they're setting their students up to fail. And that's, again, that's exactly what's happening. Yep. Oh man. Well, hopefully that's going to change soon. And hopefully I, I think it's changing right now. I think it's in the midst of everything being exposed, being changed and, uh, heading towards the better. You know, I don't know where you're yeah. at on that scale. Have we, have we hit bottom yet on that? Have we hit the bottom floor I, yet I, on that? Or I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that we're, I, we, we're not at bottom yet. And, <laughs> uh, I, I frankly can't wait for the bottom to show up. I know. Uh, I wish the fourth, I think, today at four thirty yeah. would help. <laughs> that would work for well, me. K- I mean, K-12 education is going to crumble in this country, and mm. ingenuity and individuality are going to end up winning the day. Yep. 
you know, you don't have to go into a cor- uh, a corporate world or even a small business world and and need to be a product of a of a K twelve government building. You just mm-hmm. don't. Right. But shaking people loose of that propaganda has got to happen sometime. Yep. Well, I'm praying it does, brother. Hey, let's uh, do a quick break, and we come back. I want to get into this little monkeypox theater a little bit. Absolutely. All right. All right. We'll see you on the other side of this little little break. Get him out of here. Come on. Let's go. Wait, so I fuck come up. Come on. Let me talk to this guy. Please. Let me talk to him, my man. Do you call me this? Huh? How do you like it? They tell you all the time what to do, what to think, what to feel. Do you want to be like a cheap? Like all those other people, man? I don't have to listen to this bullshit. You want to work eight, ten fucking hours? You own nothing? You got nothing? You want a Chivano on every corner, man, looking after you, watching everything you do, everything you say, man? Do you know I eat octopus three times a day? I got fucking octopus coming out of my fucking ears, man. I got the fucking Russian shoes, my feet's coming through. How'd you like that? What'd you want me to stay there and do nothing? Hey, I know fucking criminal, man. I know put of a thief. I'm Tony Montana, a political prisoner from Cuba. And I want my fucking human right now. Just like the president, Jimmy Carter says. Welcome to Clown World, a world in which you can get free crack pipes from Brandon. But Nobel Prize winning ivermectin is deemed unproven. Yes, patriots, this is the reality these tyrants expect you to believe. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Dangerous Info Podcast. Mm. Yep, trying to get you to that higher ground. Hey, Dr. Sean. Yes, sir. All right, so I don't know if you remember, we used to be on Discord here on our show. We had a nice big Discord uh, channel that was growing really well. Yeah, I talked about it before. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, boom, it was gone. It was taken down. I guess Discord's been going around, uh, you know, looking for shows that are spreading dang, uh, dangerous information like this and getting rid of them. So that's what happened to us. So that went off, uh, what, probably a month ago. We were out of there. So we had a nice little party uh, of people there. It was like a backstage to our show, right, to the Dangerous Info podcast. Um, the listeners would go there. You'd see, you know, myself. I, I was in there dropping information all the time. Uh, Outcast, we had uh, Jack Pine Savage, Genjo, uh, Patriot M, all, all the all the people, right? They were always in there. And well, we've built it back, <clears throat> but this time it's not on Discord; it's on uh, Gilded. All right, there's an app for it that you can put on your phone. You can go on there on, on um, Gilded.gg. You can look at it there. But um, we were building it back, and we're building it back better. <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> right? But um, nice. yeah, so it, it's awesome, man. You, if you want to get in there, you can do that. Um, and you listeners too, if you guys want to get in on this, um, th- I'm going to read right now. I'm looking at it right now. I'm reading our gilded, and from this point on, that's what I'm going to re- refer to as you know, I'm reading from our gilded. Uh, it's called the Dangerous Info Podcast. That's our server. And uh, listen to this. We have I made up a bunch of these um, threads, right? So you can get in there and you have like these. Well, they call them channels, but I call them threads. 
Um, they're on the left side here. So we have a main chat room where you get in there and everybody just kind of, they, they chill out and they, you know, it's all kinds of different information's in there. Um, jokes. Um, let me see. I have announcements. <clears throat> I have my podcast updates, what I'm going to use today because uh, Jack Pine Savage and Patriot M have been working on something behind the scenes for the show. And we're going to present that today. Um, I'm going to keep going down. We have <clears throat> media misinformation, medical misinformation, uh, health resources, we have a supply chain watch, a tyranny watch, a, a geoengineering watch, um, fuel prices watch. That's a good one, too, because you know how I always talk about silver and gold on the show? Well, um, this channel here on the, on, on the Gilded, it's always it's watching the fuel prices, which is really cool. Uh, then I have an electric vehicle tyranny um, and what, what that's all about. We have dangerous memes, dangerous recipes, dangerous videos, dangerous hobbies. Um, here's one you're going to like homeschooling. Um, I got to get that. Go. Yeah. A Becca. Um, there's another one resource that I'll have to look back at when you run our show and get those links and put them in here, but there's a whole thread on homeschooling in there. You guys, um, uh, homesteading. We have Bible slash prophecy culture, uh, forbidden history. That's a really good one. Um, forbidden history. That's, I think that was, uh, one of outcast favorites. He, he dropped so much stuff in there. It's crazy. Um, about these old skulls, these big skulls, elongated skulls, uh, the Nephilim giant stuff is in there. The, um, nice. you know, a lot of Alberino stuff is in there and, and articles that we put in from, um, you know, just all kinds of, uh, old forbidden, you know, ancient history. Right. And, um, let me see, I have down the rabbit hole and, and there's some really interesting stuff in there too, because down the rabbit hole, there's, there's things we haven't brought up on the show yet because we're still kind of working these things out and watching. There's a ton of videos in here that we put in here. One is called the Wormwood Prophecy 2029. Do you know who Tom Horn is? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, man. I'm going to send you this link, and you tell me what you think because he's got these prophecy things. I'm not big into you know certain dates and all that stuff because they never seem to work out right. Um, but just the information that he talks about in here, the, if you guys want to look at the Wormwood Prophecy, look at that. It's about a um, well. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You can look it up. But then I have a, a, a spot in here called Classic Americana, where um, I haven't added to it yet. But in the old Discord one, I had things like old classic cars, right? Muscle cars, uh, classic uh, boats. I mean, when things were made in America and things were real, uh, people were working. And there was pride, and you know, uh, old barns, um, old bicycles. You know what I mean? With those, you know, the old cruiser bikes and the old stuff. That's classic Americana to me. <clears throat> and whoever yeah. else ha has a thought of classic Americana, you can put your pictures and stories in there. Um, then we have classic horror era. You know, the classic uh, horror films, you know, like The Blob and uh, The Werewolf mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. <clears throat> That's going to be good for the fall. I really like that one. Um, I added a new one this week. It's called the SHTF Movies. Um. Really interesting thread there. Um, I'm going to go over just a few of them. The Book of Eli. All right. These are when the shit hits, hits the fan movies. Um, you know, let's see. I wrote, I said, this thread is for when you need a break from all the BS and just want to soak yourself in some good lighter content. Please add your favorite SHTF disaster dystopian movie ideas. So a lot of people have been throwing stuff in there. There's uh, uh, The Road. Have you seen The Road? I have. That's Viggo Mortensen, I believe. 
Man, yep. that's good. And <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Cargo. <clears throat> that was 2017. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's an Australian film. And the main character, you, you'll you know who he is. Uh, oh, what's his um, Ben. Was that Robert Pattinson? No, no. Um, he was in a sort of end of the world movie a while back too. If memory yeah, serves yeah, he was, he was, and I don't know what the name of it, but Cargo. We started watching the wife and I. We started watching the other day. We got about halfway through and fell asleep because it was so late at night. But uh, it's good. It's really good. Um, nice. There's Greenland, and that's with Gerard Butler. Um, oh, the other one, Cargo. That was Mar- Martin Freeman. So it, it's a guy who's familiar face. He's an Australian guy, but he's been in a lot of stuff here that you would know. Um, Shimmer. Uh, somebody put I Am Legend. You know, uh, you know, I can't stand Will Smith very much, but that story is really good. Uh, Annihilation. But anyway, all the Wolverines. Wolverines. That's a good one. So if um, basically what this is all about is our gilded. If you guys want to join the gilded, I got a hunting and fishing. Uh, you know, all my whiteboard stuff that's in there, dangerous books, um, uh, survival and readiness. That's a big one on our show, too. We've got a ton of survival readiness stuff on there. Uh, talking about root cellars and, uh, you know, uh, survival guides and <clears throat> living off grid stuff, bushcraft, uh, Trapper's Bible, um, you know, curing meats and, and smoking uh, fish uh, and game and everything. Um Let's see what else we got. Uh, when the grid goes down, you know, like you lose power outages and stuff. We just had one the other night. Uh, but just a lot of prepare, uh, readiness kind of and survival kind of stuff, camping kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's what this whole thing about is gilded. And I want you guys to join um, and bring this back to where it's supposed to be. I mean, we have our original right around 14, 15, something like that are there now. Some of the guys or some of the names that you guys will remember seeing. Um, are there and we're dropping all the information. We're hanging out, we're laughing and sharing stuff. There's jokes and stuff. So it's a lot of good stuff, but really it's just another information dig. You know, it's, it, it's, that's what I like about it. So Sean, if you want to get in there, <clears throat> Oh, we lost Dr. Sean. <laughs> Something happened. I have to give him a call back. Um, let me see. We'll get him on the phone and see if he can get back in. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, close this down and we're going to get back. Dr. Sean, are you back? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. What happened? All right. <laughs> you... I have no idea. All right. Anyway, you dropped out, but anyway, I finished up on that uh, gilded. So it's in the description maybe of we... the show. Yep. Maybe I can add a few books to that a little bit later based on our discussion here coming up. Oh yeah, I do. I want you to for sure. And and I'll make a, a, a separate thread for that too, or just put it under dangerous books. That'll work. But anyway, there I wanted to get into uh, the title of this show today is called Monkeypox Theater. And let's just get into this a little bit and, you know, laugh together at it. Because that's what we're supposed to do, right? Laugh at this Absolutely. kind of crap. Yeah. So I want to read this thing off to start it with. Now, this is from Robert Malone. <clears throat> Dr. Robert Malone, you probably already heard this, but I, I believe it came from um, the New American. And I'll read his quote here. It says, a massive power grab by the U.N. World Health Organization and the Biden administration with the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates in the background is an attempt to subvert national sovereignty and build a one world government with totalitarian rule. Warren uh, MRNA pioneer Dr. Robert Malone in this interview with the New American Magazine's Alex Newman for conversations that matter. This is an impeachable offense on Biden's part, he said, warning of this extreme consequences 
allowing this to go through. Dr. Malone is calling for all criminals to be held accountable for this power grab and resisted by all Americans. So we, we talked about that on our show last week with Chris Ann Hall. <clears throat> you know, we have, I, I know Dr. Sean there, you have a little bit of different um, uh, take on that, but I think what they're going to do is, you know, now they added in along with that whole, you know, thing that starts tomorrow, May 22nd, they've added monkeypox on top of everything. To me, we're looking at a bunch of fear porn with this monkeypox. Yeah. Um, you know, they're talking about an outbreak. We know the funding there. Uh, it, it all leads back right to Bill Gates. Isn't that funny? seems like every single time it always leads back to Bill Gates, right? <sighs> I, Amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, monkeypox monkey monkey was first identified in 1958 in colonies of monkeys. And the first uh, human case of the virus was identified in 1970 in, uh, <clears throat> in the Congo. Um, what do you know right now, other than, you know, all this fear mongering that's going on in the media, you know, what's your, what, what's your take on the angle they're doing here with this monkey box? What do you think is behind it? Do you, do you fear it? Do you tell me, tell me in, in, in the audience what you think of this? You know. I, I think, I think what we have is, is we have, we have virologists and doctors, uh, even I guess if you want to say the good guys, even mm-hmm. even the good guys, sort of propping this up as, as of course, saying that it's not that big of a deal, which it's not. Mm-hmm. But like most things, as one might expect at, the, at this stage, that the rabbit hole is way deeper than than what even Dr. Robert Malone would ever allude to. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of his because mm-hmm. he's part of he's part of the problem. Yep. I mean, he was responsible for the messenger RNA, yep. uh, the development of that. He has the patents on, on much of it. Uh, and he was sort of thrust into the limelight here mm-hmm. uh, to, to answer questions about it. And he's either decided to cover his own backside as a result of all the speeches he's given and, and the things that he said. But, you know, at least he's waking people up to how a lot of this is just manufactured propaganda. Yeah. Uh, in, in panic, like you said, but, um, I mean, we can get into the viral stuff right now if you're interested. Well, that leads right into it, you know, and this is something that you talked about, you talk about on your show quite a bit, you know, they, they keep saying how this is a virus, right? It's a viral outbreak. Um, now without scaring off the audience, because, you know, I don't think we brought this up on the, uh, you know, on our show yet. But I've heard this many times about yeah. the the word virus and virology. All right, and and it it just, it runs through my head, you know. And, and I believe uh, I had a, um, um, a conversation with man. Outcast. Yeah, I, I had a, um, you know we had a, a conversation about all this stuff, and we it's like wow, okay, let's layer this into you know into our thinking and let's get into it because. It, are we just accepting everything that's ever been told to us by our controllers as truth? What are your takes on a virus? What is there a virus? What is virus? 
the, specifically, well, first of all, I would I would introduce it by saying this, just so yep. your audience knows. I used to teach anatomy and physiology and health education. Mm-hmm. And there were things that I believed when I was a school teacher based on the education that I had mm-hmm. that turned out to not be true. And so, again, there were just things that I believed, and now I don't believe them. Uh, because of more reading and more investigation and and more listening, frankly. Okay. Um, so the word virus specifically means poison. That is the literal translation of the word virus. Now, is that a Latin or is it? it, it I believe so. Okay. It's it's certainly um, it's certainly old. I'll just say that. Yep. But th- what I will do too is at the end of this episode, I will I will text you. Uh, three links that I have for videos that I suggest that your audience watch and listen to. And much like the Judge Judy quote that I brought up earlier Mm -hmm. regarding, uh, you know, when you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. Right. As it turns out, the truth is so much easier and so much simple to think about and, and easily understood as opposed to a lie. And again, the, the main point is this, is that, There are no viruses floating around in the air or on people or in animals or anything like that. Mm -hmm. The the word virus was simply given to anyone who has a toxic cell inside of their body. Right. So they would just say, well, they must have a virus because they're sick. So the way that the, and again, I'm not a medical doctor and I don't have to be, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm in education. I'm a doctor of education and philosophy. So yep. I look into this stuff because it's, it's a vast history. Uh, approximately 240 years ago is when germ theory showed up. Germ that theory. There are these things. Yep. Yeah, there you go. That there's these things called germs and they exist everywhere and, and they will make you sick when it turned, when in fact the exact opposite is true. Uh, the, the, the name for germs just happened to do with the cells in our body that, that fight off poisons. So you have poisons and you have healthy cells. Um, anytime that a, that a human cell becomes abnormal, mm-hmm. one of two things happens. Your, your body either recognizes it as being something that's dying inside of you and it eats it and gets rid of it. And you get rid of it through again, sneezing, a runny, you know, a runny nose, uh, defecating, sweating, you name it, coughing. That's how they, that's how the human body gets rid of toxic cells and toxic waste. Right. The body knows what to do. That, exactly. Yep. Um, and, and so, but, but if a toxic cell doesn't make its way outside of the body and it starts to lose oxygen, then it goes to a part of your body that is usually the most infected or the weakest part of your body that has the least amount of oxygen, wherever that is in your body. If that abnormal cell stays there and it starts to multiply, yep. that's called cancer. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. I mean, that's all that cancer is. So Do as you, far as, go ahead. Yeah. Before you move on. So say, say that, say that, that cell gets to a part of the body <clears throat> where the oxygen is low there. Is there a way to increase that oxygen in that area? There is. There, there are a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, whether it be vitamin intake or it, it can be as simple as, again, sunshine, going outside, mm-hmm. breathing fresh air. You know, th- th- these are the things that 
that the body wants to do naturally on God's earth, that the pharmaceutical industry would rather pump you full of their own products that cost you money that actually end up keeping your body from doing what it would normally do on its own. Right. Like what we say on the show a lot, synthetic representations of what nature and God has provided, right? There you go. Okay. And, 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 and one of the, one of the books that I own and, and the name of it has slipped my mind, you're going to have to forgive me, but I'll, I'll certainly shoot it your way okay. uh, at the end of the show. Yeah. We'll put it down but, in the links. There you go. But but it's a, it's an excellent read. Again, it's a very simple, straightforward read, and it describes the uh, another way of getting oxygen into your body has to do with the ingestion of food grade hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Now I'm yep. not talking. Yeah, I, I've, I've and, heard of it. And, and it's yep, yep, and it's it's low doses. And in this book, it tells you exactly. It's like a drop of this inside of a you know a 12 ounce glass of water. You drink it. And then, you know, it increases the amount of oxygen flow inside of your body. Right. You know, so, uh, Patriot Miller does that. I, I there meant, you go. Yep. Patriot Miller does that. Okay. Keep going. Well, vitamin D3 is another one, too. You know, this is one of the things that has, has come out. Uh, it, well, it's been around for a very long time. But anybody with vitamin D3 and high amounts of vitamin D3, in particular, I believe it's 10,000 IUs of vitamin D3 per day. Uh, you'll never, I mean, you, you, yep. you will not get ill. Right. And, and no one who was diagnosed with cancer had high doses of vitamin D3 in their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have high, high, I don't know if I said that right, but if you have high vitamin D3, you, you, you just won't get cancer. It's, right. It really is that simple. It can't live in that oxygen rich atmosphere. That's correct. Yep. That's it. And so. The, the, the thing that, that people have to understand is, is that the human body is so connected to earth that we are more like plants than, than anything else. If, if you take, and I can break some of this down, and again, it'll be in some of those documentaries that I shoot your way, but okay. if you take, if you take a, a healthy plant mm-hmm. and, you, and you, you plant it next to another healthy plant, more times than not, both of those healthy plants will will flourish and survive. Yep. Uh, you know, with, with the right amount of sunshine and water and X Y Z. Right. If you take an if you take an unhealthy plant and you put it next to a healthy plant, one of two things is going to happen: it will either make the the healthy plant sick, or the the unhealthy plant will become healthy. Yep. So th- that's as a result of what's referred to as electromagnetism. Because the human body, for example, is upwards of 90% water. I mean, we are, we are electromagnetic. We're, we're, we're a conductor of electricity. Yep, and frequency and too. There you go. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what makes human cells inside of the body become toxic and abnormal, which is what virologists call, vi- call viruses, which again, are, are not real. But uh, that's how we become ill. I mean, me personally, I can't remember the last time that I was sick. I have a pretty good, I have a, I have a healthy diet. I, I exercise. I, I do most of the right things most of the time. And, and that works out well for me. And I've learned what my body can and cannot uh, allow. Yeah. But people are, the, the main reason that people get sick is because they poison themselves. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to poison yourself is what virologists call a virus, quote unquote, when really what, what it is, is it's an injection of poison via a syringe. 
Mm. And all of the all of these years ago, when when they were creating this lie of virology, they basically were taking dead animals, letting them ferment, and then you know basically turn into a pile of goo, and then they would suck up that goo in a syringe and then they would put it up against human cells and they'd say, look, there's our virus. Mm. That's it. I mean, it's, it really is that simple. Um, if people don't inject themselves with things, they will stay alive and remain healthy. Yep. If they, if they put toxins in their body uh, over the course of time, again, whether that be air pollution, um, chronic alcohol use, smoke, you know, whatever it may be, fatty, you know, fatty foods, um, the, the body will break down and the, the normal healthy cells inside of the human body will slowly become abnormal. And then if you want to think of the human body as a glass of water, over the course of time, that glass starts to fill up with water when it's just filling up with toxins and then it starts to change color. And then when it overflows, mm-hmm. you end up feeling sick. You end up with all of the symptoms of, of being ill. Right. All that is, is a natural body response. It's a natural response, just like leaves falling off of a tree in the fall or, or leaves being regrown on a tree in the springtime. Your body is getting rid of toxic cells so yep. that new healthy cells can, can emerge. Right. And when it's, when the body is going through that, it's dispelling all the toxins. It seems like everybody thinks there i'm trying to i'm trying to put this in, in well, proper, let, let in, me put it this way yep. you, let me put it this way you're, you're right it, when when you let the when you let the body purge itself of toxic cells on its own without giving it pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. you, you're you're more likely to be stronger the next time yeah because you've you've gotten rid of all of the toxic cells that you can the yep. problem with pharmaceutical drugs is pharmaceutical drugs stop that expulsion of toxic cells and they suppress it so that you feel a little bit better, but your body hasn't actually gotten rid of everything it needs to get rid of. Right. Which is why a person who takes pharmaceuticals is more likely to get sick more frequently. Yes, because every time they take that stuff is just damaging the, the cells that they have in within their body, Correct. Correct. It's delaying what the body would have normally done. Right. It's a, it, okay. Um, it's the same thing when we get fevers. You know, I remember when the kids would get fevers when they were little and everything, and we would do as long as we could. We would let them that fever start running its course. And I, and like I was tell the wife, I said, "Look, the body knows what to do. It's doing something right now. It's got to raise that body temperature in order to kill that. And while it's doing that, the kid is going to feel bad." feel very, very badly. Right. But the body has to, it has to be at that high temperature for a little while because it's going to help kill whatever is, is affecting them right now. So let's try to, we'll just keep monitoring, you know, monitoring the kid. If they get to a point where it's too bad, then, you know, we would help, help, you know, we would give them something for that. But um, for the most part, we would let that run that higher temperature for a while. Um, you yep. know, not too long, but just the body's trying to do something. And when you interact with it by giving it that, um, and you bring the body temp back down, that just get, you know, it's going to prolong what's going on. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Vitamins, minerals, yeah. clean water, yep. a lot, you know, plenty of rest. You do those things, you stay hydrated. Your body will more times than not take care of itself. 
Right. You know, a lot of people are going to have a hard time wrapping their head around this sentence that uh, viruses are not real. <laughs> you know, they're going to have a hard time because we've grown up in an era where it's just accepted. You grow up and, you know, this is all real stuff and this is what we've been taught. You know, so they're going to yep. have a hard time hearing that and wrapping their mind around that. Um, and, and like I said, this is not the first time I've heard this. I've, you know, we've talked about this in the past, not on the show, but it's really got me thinking. I mean, like you well, said, me, the, the word is old. Let, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give your audience one book real quick. And it's, it's titled The Truth About Contagion. Yeah. By, doc, by Dr. Thomas Cowan. I, I would recommend that book as well. There, How? there are two others. How do you spell his last name? C-O-W-A-N. Cowan. Okay. It's on, uh, it's on Amazon, hardback and Kindle. Okay. But there's a lot of history in there. Um, again, Robert Koch and Louis Pasteur were responsible for the virus lie, basically. And in these, in these bit shoot videos that I'll toss your way, it, it, it boils it right down and, and makes it very, very simple. Mm -hmm. The, the problem was is that the the doctors and the researchers who figured out that that virology was not real and they again break it down in just one or two pages very simply mm -hmm. um they of course because they were the truth tellers and there's no profit in telling the truth and there's no profit in in having any kind of a cure right they had to squash what those what those individuals said and so robert Koch and louis pasteur's work which was fraudulent was 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 boosted up by the Rockefellers and the Carnegies. Back to the Rockefeller medicine stuff. We talk about that there all the time go. on this show. Yep, Rockefeller and medicine. Then, and they own the textbooks, and yep. they own the schools, and they own they own all of it. They own the teachers. So, yep, yep. There you go. You know, I mean, you have go you, ahead. just very, just very quickly the the history of childhood cancer mm -hmm. is is very simple. Childhood cancer never existed before vaccination. True. That's it. Yep. And now they're bombarding children with 50 plus shots just within a, within a few years time span after they're born, unless parents intervene from day one and say, we're not doing this. Mm -hmm. But then of course they've done whatever the medical industry has done, whatever they can to poison mothers and children by convincing mothers who are pregnant that they need to receive a series of shots. That, oh, your child doesn't have to get them, but you have to get them as a pregnant mother. Well, that's not true either. Right. If that were, if that were true, we'd be a dead, we would have been a dead civilization a long time ago. Yeah. You but, know, yeah. And, and one thing I always, I think I brought up last week on the show, um, is think about this, people. The humans have been on this, <clears throat> have been alive and have been around longer than virus or than uh, uh, vaccines. What, how the heck did humans live before vaccines? How did <laughs> right. they, how did they survive yeah. up, up until the 1900s? I think we can almost go to the 1940s or when was the first one? The, the, the uh, chicken pox, right? 1950s. Is that when the first vaccines came out? I believe. The first ones would have been smallpox and that smallpox, would have been around. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, goodness gracious. 17, 1800s. Okay. Somewhere in there. But yeah, but uh, no, I mean, like here in this country, as a, as a main pharmaceutical thing, it wasn't until you know in the 1900s, I believe, sometime, right? Yeah, the 20th century, it yeah. ramped up big time. Yep. yep. So, so think about this, people. 
before that, before that, before you know, we became this, you know, pharmaceutical crazed nation, planet, I guess, world. Um, how the heck did humans survive and live and be healthy? How are we here? It's because everything that the human needs is already on this planet. It's already here. God gave it to us. It's already here. Everything that they, they, we get as pharmaceuticals is a synthetic form of God's creation. So yeah. you all of a sudden, I, yeah, I've traced this back before too, this autism thing. When we were kids, yeah. we didn't know anybody with autism. Okay, and then after 1986, after the uh, they had uh, and Fauci was involved in this too, was the uh, the vaccine board, the vaccine uh, injury, uh, what the heck is that thing called? The act, the the vaccine. Um, it made all the pharmaceutical companies not liable for any injuries, and it created a vaccine court, a secret kind of court where. Um, uh, do you remember the official name of that? I don't. All right. Well, it was in 86 when it, when it was, um, uh, enacted. And ever since then, we can't sue them anymore because of that act. I mean, that, that's one thing that's got to go too. that thing's got to go away because these, these companies need to be held accountable for what they're doing to people. Now, if you track autism back from the early eighties up until now, I mean, it's like a skyrocketing chart, uh, a line on the chart. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And people need to know that's big business for K-12 education as well. Yeah. If you have, I mean, they immediately label uh, any autistic child as special education. Well, that means the schools get more money. I mean, it's a a giant scheme. Yeah. And they just put all all the right people in all the right places. Yeah. I mean, and, and that all trickles down from the Rockefeller medicine stuff. That's where all yep. these uh, associations came from. That's why, in uh, that's why the kids were wearing masks for the last two years in school. It, there you go. It, it all trickles down from that. Yes, and yeah. because they're getting funded for that, these schools get funded for if they keep these policies in place. Right? What did schools back in the you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundreds do? They just went to school and they dealt with you know your colds and and, and your flus and things, right? I mean, there were, there were natural remedies for all this stuff. There still are. The thing is, nobody yep. makes a bunch of money off of those. Yeah, and, and when you have the television and the radio pumping out all of the ads that they do oh for yeah, all of the medicines, I mean, that becomes a human being's first and last stop. Is mm-hmm. they, they say, I think I'm getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then they stand up, they get in their car, they drive to a Walgreens, a CVS, whatever, and they start scraping all of the drugs off the shelves into a basket and they buy them all up. And then they immediately start ingesting them when in fact, all they're doing is poisoning themselves. Wow. You know what's they're crazy? Actually, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, th- that's it. I mean, th- they're delaying the natural body's response of getting rid of toxic cells that need to be need to be out of the body by simply putting more toxins inside of the body. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's remarkably counterproductive. You know what um I remember when I was get, get, getting a cold or whatever as a little kid and again like you I don't I haven't been sick in years man. I can't remember the last time I had a cold and 
all that stuff. But I do take iodine whenever I feel a little something in my throat or kind of behind my, you know, sinuses there. And this goes for the wife and the kids too. It's like the first sign you feel something after you sneeze or something, it's like, oh, I feel something back there. I go and we take our iodine right away, straight away. And some silver, some, uh, um, uh, colloidal silver. And, but, and tell you in the morning back to normal, never got sick, nothing. Just you, you feel it and you take it right then. Boom. It's done. But I do remember as a kid, um, my mom saying, "Uh Oh, you're, you better go eat a, a orange or whatever. And I remember I would run to the fridge and grab up all the oranges and peel them all and eat them all right then. And then I would eat an apple too. And it seemed like that stuff helped when I was a kid. Um, yeah. it's always like I needed that vitamin C, right? I've, I just felt like I needed it. When I equate getting a cold to going eating oranges. It just, I don't know. It's just something yeah. that I, I learned earlier, but it seems to help. But again. Well, and, it stuck, and it stuck with you because that's such an innate part of the human body. I mean, you know, it's, you, you should always hold on to that and never forget that. I mean, that's God's way of saying, look, this is how I made you. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to like this. That's the that's the point. But right. when man makes something that tells man to take, uh, that that's when that's when the corruption shows itself. You know, mm-hmm. again, part of the simplicity of how the human body works, even though it can be complex, but your body is a machine. And what do machines need to function properly? They need oil. Yep. They need to be hydrated, and they need oil. One of the things that I recommend people take on a on a semi regular basis, and I take it almost all the time, is black seed oil. Yeah, I'll take I'll take two pills of black seed oil. Uh, it's natural, comes from Earth, nothing wrong with it. Uh, and again, it's also been listed uh, in, in many of these, like Dr. Peter McCullough. Again, I'm not knocking the guy; he's a he's a good guy, and he's waking up a lot of people to the simplicity of things. But mm-hmm. he too is a virologist. You know, he believes in these variants and all of this other stuff. None of that's real. It's just people getting sick because they've injected themselves with poison. So even on his uh, cures list, mm-hmm. he, has, he has listed on his cures list as a alternative to ivermectin, black seed oil. Wow. And you can, you can buy black seed oil just about anywhere. I buy them in the capsules. I don't recommend drinking it. I did that once. Huge mistake. <laughs> it just tastes terrible, and you can't get the taste out of your mouth. But <laughs> did, I, I take I, did yeah. you Did you get an immediate reversal on that? I, I did not. I just <laughs> could not. I couldn't eat enough mints that day. Oh, man. That, uh, I, I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. But. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've, I've just been going with the capsules ever since. And I, I mean, hand to God, I, I have not been ill since Yeah, because my body just gets, it stays lubricated and it just gets rid of what it needs to get rid of yep. when it, when it needs to. So, well, yeah, it's uh, working. It's yeah. working at efficiently at the op- optimal levels without the interference of a synthetics. Correct. That's the problem is there's so many people that are stuck on these synthetic pharmaceutical things. They think that's normal. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, I hear just in everyday conversation, walking past something, somebody just says, oh, I need a Xanax or I need this and that. Oh, give me, it's like, wow, I'm not on any of this crap. I don't even like taking an aspirin. Exactly. So much so, Jesse, that they've convinced uh, hundreds of millions of people all over the world to put needles in their body when they're healthy. To protect them from something that they wouldn't have gotten in the first place. Right. 
All right. You know what? That reminds me of something. So going back to like when I was a kid and I was always thinking like, how the heck did humans survive all this time? Because I know uh, these vaccines weren't around back then. I said, how the heck did humans live if there were no vaccines back then? That's what, that was my very simple thought as a kid. Now that, yeah. I, that I'm growing up, I'm thinking it's like, wait a second. Knowing that everything that we know about the Rockefellers and what all the foundations and organizations, everything they were, were you know, developed, built, changed, uh, are connected to, uh, are connected with, um, and their philosophy on, on populations. Now I know that all that stuff is just a complete fabrication of, of, of the creation here. You know, yeah. it's very simple to me. It's like, look, um, it goes back to food. It's like all these people are getting sick and myself included. I remember when, when you eat stuff out of boxes or, um, things that have to be, uh, you know, go through so much, uh, processing, those aren't foods. All right. That, that's, that stuff's not food. And, and when I, when I, when, when I'm around somebody who says they just, they don't feel good, they feel sick, you know, I'll ask them, Hey, what have you been eating? And they, they really, I don't know if they really know that, you know, think about that as a cause of why they're sick. You know, a lot of them don't. And I'll say, look, I said, how about this? Why don't you try, <clears throat> try something very, very simple for a few weeks. I said, just eat meats, vegetables, and some fruits and drink water, nothing else. I said, don't eat anything out of a box. Don't eat anything out of a, uh, um, that, that's highly processed. Just eat an apple, a carrot, a steak, very simple things like that. Whole, these are called whole foods because they're whole. There's nothing, if it grows without man's interference, you eat that. Do that for a few weeks. Eat it clean, eat it non-GMO, you know, eat it non-sprayed with anything. And just see how, and most of the time, they feel great. They're energized. Their skin is better. They feel good. They're sleeping. They can think again. I mean, think yeah. about that. Before we had these processing plants uh, doing all this processing to make, to make all this stuff, all this, it's gotten so, uh, we've become so technically busy and insane making food. That it's just, it turned us into some psychotic freaks, right? Where it's, I remember growing up too, just go out there and grab a tomato or go grab an apple off the tree and eat it. You feel so much better that way. I mean, yeah. I should, dude, I grew up on a, uh, on a, on an orchard. My grandparents, they, they had an orchard, you know, they had, uh, I think what, 15 or 20 acres all together at that time. It was an orchard. They, they, it, it was called the Finley orchards. They used to sell products. It was all there on the property. But every time I was there, I was just running all around eating everything. I was never hungry. I was never sick, you know, with that stuff. I, it's just, I think everything, yeah, I mean, everything's an imitation of the real thing now. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even, even energy drinks. Oh you my know, gosh. They, Those they, are so they, bad they, for you. Of course, Holy there isn't crap. any. There isn't anything in it that's natural. No. Not a single thing, and people consume them on a constant basis, and they wonder why they gain weight, and yeah. they wonder why their mood shifts, and they wonder why they they feel bad and they get ill. 
Uh, and then they, of course, what they do because of the virology lie is they look for someone to blame. Yep. So they'll blame their, their, they'll blame their own children. Mm-hmm. They'll blame their own children for going to school and getting sick around sick kids. Or, uh, you know, I'm using big finger quotes here, but they'll, they'll blame somebody at work or they'll, they'll do whatever they're doing when in fact they're doing it to themselves. Right. You know, that, but part of that, uh, book, the truth of, of about contagion is that, Things being contagious in the forms of sneezing on people or coughing on people, that, that too is a lie. Mm-hmm. The, biz, the business of, of coughing on people or sneezing on them and covering your cough or you know covering your sneeze has to do with manners. It has nothing to do with, oh, I sneezed on you, now you're going to get sick. But what happens is, is that people can get sick because they think that the person who sneezed or coughed around them is ill. And then their mood changes and they get down and they get depressed and they think, oh, I'm around these people who are coughing. They must all be sick, so I'll probably get sick. And then before you know it, that person ends up sick because their mind has tricked them into believing that they're ill when they're not. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's a mind trip. It really is. But that, you know, and I'll give you one more example. And this is a constant example that's brought up is the old chicken pox parties that used to exist. Ah, I remember these. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, if you had if you had one person who had who had chicken pox, so to speak, which yep. again is is usually just it's the body's way of getting rid of toxic cells. It's a normal human response. It's either that or it's a product of of vaccination. Yep. And and receiving poison. Uh, and the, again, the body trying to get rid of it. But if ten people come over to a kid's house, and the and the one and the kids and the kid in the kid's house has chicken pox, and the other ten don't, yep. but the parents have brought them over there to some kind, you know, mix them around, and then all of a sudden they'll get it. You, you might you might end up with three kids that get chicken pox, and the rest don't. Mm-hmm. Well, if it were really contagious, the way that we think, then everybody would have gotten it. Yeah. But see, everybody's body is completely different. And if those children are healthier, then they're not, they're not going to feel the, right. They just won't feel the ill effects of, of, you know, the sloughing off of toxic cells. Yep. So man, you just, you just brought something up again in my head. All right. So uh, I, I remember the kids when they were in elementary school and the teachers and everything over there works, uh, they were pushing, um, antibacterial hand wash versus soap, you know, in the classroom and everything. And yeah. I, I, I knew I, I never use that stuff anyway. Cause I knew I was like, wait a second, this stuff is alcohol. And I know that in our palms and all over our bodies, we have beneficial bacterias living on our surface of our skin. I know 100% that those, um, uh, what, what are they called? The, um, those alcohol, the, what I just say? Hand- Hand sanitizer. Yeah, the hand sanitizer kills all those microbials that are on your palms. You know, the beneficial bacteria. You need those, and and you end up getting sicker. And your hands are going to dry out. They're going to crack. They're going to have little cuts all over them and expose your hands, the most useful things in your body, to more infection, right? So I never use that stuff. I mean, I'm talking 20, 30. I never use that stuff. Um, and I remember the, the teachers pushing that stuff so hard on the kids one year and they would come home and their hands, I remember their little tiny hands, they would hurt and complain because we don't use that here. We just use soap. And so I remember getting hold of the teachers and saying, look, 
we're we're going to send them with their own hand soap, not sanitizer. They're not using sanitizer anymore. Stop it. Stop doing that. Because they would, uh, you know, line up and get a squirt. Here, squirt, squirt, squirt. I said, nope, no more of that for you guys. And that stuff went away. That only lasted like a week. But my kids, they didn't, they never wanted to do that. They only wanted soap. Uh, because that, it was that, hurting their little hands. Yeah. And now look what's happened over the last two years. Insanity. You, you've programmed an, ent- an entire generation into using hand sanitizer on an obsessive compulsive basis. Mm. When really all they're doing is just poisoning themselves because hand sanitizer is poison. Yeah. So Dang. I would just encourage people to think about it in, in very simple terms. And it is that simple. You have healthy cells and you have poison. The only way you put poison in the form of what people refer to as a quote unquote virus in your body is by injection directly into the bloodstream. That's it. You can, again, you can breathe in poisons in the air. You can, you know, you can ingest poisons orally, but your even your stomach handles so much that the likelihood of you getting ill from something you eat is slim and none. Unless, of course, you're eating something right. that, that has gone bad, which is exactly what's in a syringe. Yep. It's, the, it's the same thing. It's fermented poison now. That uh, that makes its way inside of your body, and normally what you do is, is of course, you end up vomiting. So yeah, so, sickness by injection or sickness by syringe. That's it. Wow. I'm, look at the COVID thing too. I mean, yeah. Let's revisit that very briefly. All right. You know, I, I I've said on my podcast on numerous occasions that COVID nineteen. Yep. Is an acronym. Yep. Go ahead. There you go. Yep. Say it. Yeah. Certificate of vaccination identification is what it means. Yeah. It was. It was. It does not mean coronavirus disease in the year 2019. Right. But but people got ill. Mm-hmm. No different. No different than they would from receiving a flu shot. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is part of the brainwashing too. Is that people line up for flu shots year after year after year, not knowing that they're they're poisoning themselves to death. Yep. And they, they get sick after receiving a flu shot mm. and they, and they've convinced themselves that them getting ill after a flu shot is their immune system, quote unquote, getting stronger. It's the, everything, it did, yeah, every, yeah. it's the exact opposite. <laughs> everything is the exact opposite. That's not you, you know, that's not you getting stronger. That's your body's way of saying, what the hell did you just do to yeah, me? Yeah. It's reacting. You, you, yeah. Yeah, you poisoned me with things that don't belong in here. Now I'm going to make you pay for it. Yeah, and well it's the same uh, thing as like, well, yeah, I'm glad I got the the shot because now, you know, if I didn't get it, it would have been much worse. They've accepted that lie too. Oh, yeah. You know, I yeah. just laugh at them. It's like, what are you talking about? I didn't get the flu shot. I never have, never will, and I never get the flu. You know, so, you know, yes, except yeah, when I was a little I, I kid, thought, you know, it's it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. I talked with people who said that they, they got the flu shot in 2019. A month later, they got very sick, mm-hmm. very sick. Yeah. They were like, this is the sickest I've ever been. It must have been COVID. <laughs> and then three months later, <laughs> yeah. they take the COVID injection. Boom. Get some and more COVID. Get, yeah. And, yeah. And they get sick and they go, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. COVID must be really terrible this year. <laughs> you know, I'm saying to myself again. Insanity, you're poisoning man. Poisoning your, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah, insanity. Well, all right. 
So how can we wrap this back into this whole monkeypox thing is, uh, is to close it all out? Because, you know, we're getting this monkeypox crap ran down our throats right now. Yeah. Um, should we take it serious? Should we look at Marburg's instead? Should we uh, look at, you know, of, of course, they're, they're, they're destroying our food supply right now on purpose. It's not by accident. They got to bring us down. Yeah. But, but help round this all out on this monkeypox thing. How can the, we... The, the different- yeah, the, the, the different names that they give these different things usually has to do with the origin of the world or the region of the world where they were first, quote unquote, discovered. Mm-hmm. Well, frankly, I, when in doubt, just assume it's a lie. Yeah, that's usually that's usually the best approach to take first. Yep. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. If they're all pushing it at the same time with the same words all across all media, your 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 alarm should go up. Because these mofos, Correct. these mofos are lying to us, you guys. They do it. They 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 are happily lying. They they look beautiful. Their best suits, best makeup, best everything. But these puppets, these these muppeteers are lying to you. And they they and, do it. And, they do it looking so good too. Yeah, and again, <laughs> a lot of this a lot of this is just manufactured in in a lab, where they'll take they'll take an animal, a monkey. Mm-hmm. They'll have it. They'll have it die. They'll let it ferment and all the juices soak out of it. And then they, again, suck up some of those juices in a syringe. And then they put a bunch of other poison inside of that syringe. And then they give it to people saying, well, you need this because it's going to help you, uh, you know, not get infected. Or they call, they call it a flu shot. Mm. And then before you know it, people have the same symptoms. But the storyline has already been written that, oh, it must have come from a monkey who bit somebody. or yeah. It must have been this, that, or the other. Yep. Some guy There's banged no, a monkey in Africa or something. There, there you go. That's yeah. AIDS. Don't That's get, AIDS. Yeah, don't, don't get me started on that. That's a lie, too. <laughs> but, well, uh, geez, but, man. but ultimately what it's done is, is it's created, it's created endless, well, it's, it's just a boatload of lies that have brainwashed individuals to actually inject themselves with poison, thinking that they're preventing something from happening. Wow. When in fact, they're poisoning themselves to death to the point where they will actually end up with AIDS. They will have acquired auto, you know, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. They've acquired it from their own poisoning. And now their immune system cannot operate the way that God intended. And when you destroy an immune system, it's no different than taking bricks off of the side of a brick building. Once they're gone, they're gone. Mm -hmm. There's no putting them back. I mean, there are other examples I could have mentioned, but, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the general philosophy behind it. So, again, just to go back to the old quote, you know, when you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. But a lie has got to be very, very complicated in order for people to feel special and other people to feel inferior. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You know what I just did um, while you were just saying that? I created on our Gilded a uh, new thread, a brand new thread. It's called lie of virology question mark. There you go. I want you, all the stuff that you're going to send me about this. Uh, like I said, this is going to be something big for everybody to wrap their heads around to even think about, because again, we, we've been, we, we've been taught all growing up all through school that these things are real. All right. That's, that's the extent of most people's knowledge is, yeah, we learned that through school. It's been that like that ever since that's what it is. But I like, I, I'm going to put all this stuff in there and people will start digging in. 
you know? Perfect. So, and yeah. I'll tell you something else, too. Okay. I'll, I'll, let, let me mention this real quick, too. The, the business of coercion to receive a shot didn't actually start just within this last year or two years. Right. The, uh, the business of, of coercion to receive a shot actually in the field of education started a number of years ago when I was a school teacher for the very first time they were denying us uh, our normal paycheck mm-hmm. if we if we didn't go through the school district health system and part of that system meant that every single year we had to go to the county nurse uh, the county health department we had to stand on the same scale that every other human being stood on in the entire county we had to get our blood drawn and we had to take a flu shot. Mm. And and you and if you did all of those things, then you would receive twenty five more dollars of your already stolen money. Yep. Out of your pay out of your paycheck. So right. they were taking it, holding it, and then saying, if you do all of this drug experimentation on your on yourself, mm-hmm. which will ultimately increase the cost of medicine and insurance and everything else, not to mention kill you and make you sick. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll give you this twenty five extra dollars per month uh, if you do it, and you know that money adds up and whatever else. I I made the mistake of doing that one time. It was the last time I ever got a flu shot. That was two thousand seven. I was sick as a dog. I was I was on on my bed face down for an entire weekend. I couldn't eat. I couldn't move. Wow. And, and it was right then and there, I made the declaration, I'm never putting another needle in my body ever again for anything. This is an entire scam. Mm, yeah. It was awful. I got a letter in the mail that said, we've tested your blood based on your last test, and it shows that you're, you're one point over uh, your recommended cholesterol. So we recommend <laughs> you do this and this and this and this. And I, I, I mean, I just tore it up and yep. I said, I see exactly what's going on here. Yep. It's a giant scam. And they do the same thing at the university level too. Yep. They'll you know, take your money oh if you don't play your, if you don't play their game. Yeah. A hundred percent. I remember we, this was a big conversation in our Patriot text thread not too long ago. Um, you go to the doctor, right? You go see your, your, your doctor they're going to put you on high blood pressure or cholesterol medicine, no matter what. They're going to put you on that. They're going to want to put you on that stuff. They're going to say something. Oh, you're high. You got to take this. Just come on in here. So, I mean, that's just a standard now, I, I believe, nowadays. I mean, we're just laughing because I know one of, the, one of the guys, he was going, and the other guy said, oh, they're going to put you on these two things right away. Half hour later, he comes out. He said, guess what they want me to go on? <laughs> it was those two things. Yeah. You know, it's insane. It's just uh it, it's like a it's a system, it's a factory that's set up. And and we're the we're the product, we're the guinea pigs, we're the we're the we're the controlled ones, right? If we take those things. So it's it's wild, man. It is wild. You always gotta compare life human uh the, the human body ability to survive and live and thrive before all of this modernized stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, we need emergency uh, you know, emergency help, right? Accidents, broken legs, all these kind of things. We need all these kind of things. But at some point, it got so crossed up with that Rockefeller medicine stuff, it changed everything. It, I think it all needs to be separated out again. Emergency medicine is different than Rockefeller medicine. You know, you have those talented doctors that, you know, fix those limbs, you know, place those bones back where they're supposed to be. Uh, do all these amazing, you know, emergency uh, t- operations, right? 
I think that's a different category than pharmaceuticals. Exactly. So, yeah, yep. I mean, they, they need to be separated. That would be great if we could separate that stuff. <sighs> I don't know if we ever can, but mentally I already did. There you go. You know? Yeah. It's just a decision. I say it on my podcast all the time. You've got to, you've got to tell yourselves, your family members, in particular children, that you've got to be a needle-free family. Boom. That's what we are. Yeah. Stay yep. away from them. Yeah. Because, again, the people who aren't telling their children this, their children will be coerced in the future. I know. And it'll be bad news for them in the future, too, if, yep. if people aren't openly telling their kids what to do here. Cool. I know, man. Well, I'm glad you're here doing this. Let's take a quick break and we're going to come back with something really cool. I think, uh, well, scary cool. It has something to do with Bluetooth. And uh, I think we we talked about just a touch, didn't we, earlier? But um, I want to bring it out. It's something that's been brewing in our our Patriot text thread between a couple people around the Gilded. So um, on the other side of this, let's come on back and, and we'll talk about that. Be right back. Did someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick, brick, brick and nuke them back into the fucking Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why? Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those coming bastards. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. The technocratic elite, the unelected bureaucracy, the mainstream media, infringing on your God-given rights and liberties for the benefit of themselves. Find them. Expose them. Laugh at them for your right to live free. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, you guys, welcome back to the Dangerous Info Podcast. I am Jesse James. 
And sitting in with us today is Dr. Sean Brooks, guest hosting. How you doing, brother? I'm great. Hey, did you ever see that movie? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen parts, but I love that clip. Oh, it that's the best. Every time. That is the best. Rodney Dangerfield and uh, Sam Kinison. That's uh, Back to School. Man, what a great 80s movie. Man, bring the 80s back again. No kidding. Golly, that was so fun growing up then. I loved it. Um, you're going to get a lot of 80s vibe coming up on this show, too, because I've been creating stuff with uh, uh, our, the voice of the Dangerous Info show. Um, you just heard that right there, Jen Joe, um, as I played that intro uh, intro back into the show. But uh, I've been working on some stuff, man. So I've been producing a lot of cool stuff that uh, coming up. So I, I think you guys are going to like it. But um, I want to get into this here. I hinted at the Bluetooth, right? Let me see here. Let me grab this. So we've been talking about this for a while um, on our Patriot text thread and over on Gilded. And uh, let me see. Okay, so Patriot M and Jack Pine Savage, they've been doing this Bluetooth experiment. Now, I'm going to read this because I had him put on uh, some information here on the Discord that I could read for the show today. And you might have heard about this, uh, Sean. Let me, let me read this and, let me, and tell me what you think, all right? Go for it. All right, so it says Bluetooth addresses. He says... Uh, so a while back, Jesse shared some information that a person was able to tell if someone was jabbed just by a Bluetooth signal. He's talking about me. I mean, that's I, I heard this somewhere, so I, I sent it to them and see if they could investigate this stuff, and they did. He says, so me, being the engineer that I am and wanting to know more about this before I start spreading disinformation, LOL, I had to look more into this. Come to find out my Android phone can be put into a developer mode, which allows your phone to display Bluetooth addresses that do not have names. Um, so you, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? When you, when you flip on your Bluetooth, if there's a speaker, you know, you'll see that come up like eSkin adapter or uh, Raycon or whatever it is, whatever you have Bluetooth, like tailgater, you know, I've got all these different ones around my house. They'll pop up in your Bluetooth thing when you scan and there'll always be a name, right? Like a product name. Whatever product that is, that name will pop up if you unhook to it. Okay, you're familiar with that, right? Um, I am. Okay, so yeah. so Rob, or uh, Patriot uh, M and uh, Jack Pine Savage go on. It says, so I started scanning my house on a regular basis. Um, he says, I found one address without a name. It led me to looking up the address online. So there's like a code number. You can type in this code. Uh, so he started looking this address up online to figure out what it was. Turns out it was a Texas Instruments device. So our home became the test location. We had our neighbor over that he knew he had two, he received two jabs. Uh, he scanned and found one or two addresses. Then he looked them up and they didn't have a company associated with them. He goes on, he says, uh, then we had over about 20 people, all family and friends, that he scanned. Um, this must have been over Easter or something. He turned his phone on and he looked. He says, I scanned and found at least 10 to 12 addresses. We, uh, we knew roughly half of them were jabbed, so this made sense. Another time, we had uh, the same original neighbor over again, and again, I picked up the one or two addresses. However, they were different addresses this time. Again, I would look these up and found no associated companies. I also scanned when we had... People over we knew were not jabbed just to make sure I wasn't picking up random signals from phones and stuff. He says he got nothing. Then I scanned a neighbor in his car. Um, again, I got an address. 
different again, but still no associated company. So at this point, I'm thinking everyone that took the jab is emitting some sort of a signal. He says, I kept on scanning until we went up north to visit grandma. This is just a couple weeks ago. We had not, uh, We had my wife and I, who are not jabbed, grandma and an uncle, who are both jabbed. He said, I scanned with the phone, nothing. He said, I scanned again for a couple hours, nothing. When we left, I told my wife, she said, they, uh, she said well, they both got the single J&J jab. These are the only people that I can find that took the J&J and it's not giving off a signal. So now that's getting very interesting. It's also, I saw a video from the very beginning of the month and it may have been the same European researchers who, who, who actually, who conducted basically this very study uh, at least a year ago, I want to say. And uh, this video again was from just the beginning of the month, but they said, even those that have passed away who received the shots and are buried under the ground are still emitting a Bluetooth signal. Whoa. Okay, now that's something new. I haven't heard that. That makes yeah. sense, though. It makes sense. So, okay, so the body well, is dead. The, How is that yeah. admitting that there's? Uh, we know there's technology in these shots. All right, sure. we we already know that. Now, some people are going to say this is fake news, or or you know, their normie mind can't handle that. But from the beginning, we've been saying this. We've heard this right at the beginning. So, how the heck is that admitting? on a dead person, where's it getting the energy from? Well, there's metal, there are medical particles yep. inside of these shots. Self-assembling, and right? There, there you go. Yep. And so if that's what's doing it, then that's what's doing it. Again, another, another giant red flag is that when you look that up, even on DuckDuckGo, the search engine, it will say, maybe one of the very first stories will say fact check, uh, you know, people who have received the shots are not emitting a Bluetooth signal. Yep. <laughs> well, if there's a story out there that that tells you, uh, you know, that's trying to gaslight you into believing that something isn't real, when your curiosity takes you to actually ask the question, chances are it's real. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, we, we've seen the videos of this, yeah. you know, we, over the last couple of years. I, I recall seeing endless videos of individuals, in particular in, in foreign countries like Italy and France, uh, receiving these shots mm-hmm. and then walking up to a television that emits uh, a Bluetooth signal or can pick up on, you know, someone's cell phone or an external speaker, XYZ. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it immediately pops up, not with a person's name per se, but it'll pop up with... Uh, an alphabet or numeric code of some kind in an identifier. In fact, even our cell phones, you can get on the app store and download uh, these Bluetooth identifier apps Mm -hmm. and turn it on and then walk into an environment and see how many Bluetooth signals show up. Now, some of it may be the person's cell phone, Yep. uh, but if the person's cell phone is off and it's away from them, I mean, this is something that's very easy to test. Yeah. And that's that's what uh, Patriot M and Jack Pine Savage have been doing. They've been doing this for weeks now. And it's so funny you because, go. you know, they, they, they did a big experiment <clears throat> over Easter when they had people over. Now, they're not doing this right in front of them unless, you know, th- there's somebody who <laughs> does know. Be, you that know. would be kind of funny, walking around <laughs> yeah. their foreheads with a cell phone going, hey, wait a minute, stay yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, 
Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Sue, why are you uh, giving out signals? No, it's they're not doing that. What they're doing yeah. is like he'll have his phone on, you know, laying in a different room, and he'll just hit that Bluetooth thing, and all these ones will pop up. And as they leave, the addresses no longer show up on the phone. So they've been doing this stuff for quite a while now because, the, you know, they're on their own little rabbit trail now, and it seems to be holding water. Yeah, now, I think you can you can you can do the exact same thing with the voting machines. I remember doing yeah, it, um, yeah. it, you know, for the twenty twenty election. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. It was just last year. Last year's election, walking in with a voting machine, same thing. It just yep. lights up immediately. Yeah, it, and we talked about that on the show too. It's like you know what, um, because there was a warning given. I, I don't know by who, but they said, "Look, we need people at the polls." To go there when you're in line and when you're near these machines, turn your phone on and look for these signals. If you find them, you have to alert somebody that these machines are hooked to. Uh, they're they're giving Wi-Fi signals to something, you know. And so people started doing that. I'm talking about smaller local elections. After you know, after we figured this stuff out or heard it, um, but isn't that funny now? All these signals now, you know, and, and like you said, the dead people one. That one there has got me really thinking. Um, then on top of this, you throw on what we saw, I, I believe it was in China, where you activate a 5G signal. What What is that yep. going to do? What is that going to do with the technology that's in your coursing through your veins? Well, one of the things, too, that's in one of these documentaries, I'll toss your way, about, again, virology and a, and a boatload of other things, toxins, again, that, that people are either around or... Mm-hmm. Uh, via electromagnetism is the 60 gigahertz frequency is also remarkably toxic and it, it, it plays directly into oxygen Mm -hmm. and depriving the body of oxygen and and sending oxygen, oxygen rich cells into chaos, which of course makes people ill. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of, you know, we get a lot of that, unfortunately from appliances. Yeah. But, Yep. A person can just get on, you know, you can get on Amazon and you can buy an electromagnetic reader uh, and for 40 bucks and yeah. then walk around your house and turn it on, read the directions on how it works. It's very simple to use. It takes usually like a nine volt battery. Yep. And uh, you walk around your house and check out and, and see what areas of your house are emitting electromagnetic waves that are not healthy. Right. There's so much out there, you guys. There is so much. If you can get outside of the normie think and in the normie bubble of school and media and Hollywood, there is such a vast array of dangerous information out there to to, to go through and to search and research and and do. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like 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 just just over the last couple hours here today, Sean. <clears throat> You, how much of this information are you going to hear if you flip on the TV tonight? None, none, none of it, and, and there's a reason for it. So, like again, you, we can go back to the '70s when we had three people, you know, giving us news every night, right? Cronkite and a couple other clowns. Um, if it didn't happen, if they didn't talk about it, then it didn't happen. So they could pick and choose what stories they would not talk about. And to the rest of the world, it never even happened. But we're yeah, out, we're, yeah, we're out here telling you the things that are happening. You know, and it's very hard to keep up with them all. I mean, I've got my, my my sheet here that I wanted to read from today, or not read from, but you know, the topics that I jotted down. We didn't even get to half of them yet. 
We didn't even get to half, but look how filled of information we are already on this show. I mean, there you go. It, well, it, I'll tell you what, you, you said this at the beginning of the show. It ties right in, I think. You, you said right at the very beginning, you said the enemy is so brazen that they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just telling you their plans. You know, the same thing happens uh, on the show 60 Minutes. You know, the enemy will go on 60 Minutes, tell people what they have planned, try to get people into a panic about it, or make it sound like they're, they're controlling it in a good way and don't, you know, we have nothing to worry about because we can rely on government. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's the enemy just telling people, look, we're going to do this to you. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this is coming and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Isn't that I mean, all? Yeah, that's dis disinformation, right? Of course. <laughs> Talking about disinformation, I want to hear this loony chick here. Listen to this lunatic. Saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet, so disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie when Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from you. All right, I can't, I can't take that anymore. That <laughs> that crazy lunatic woman right there was going to be your disinformation board. Uh, chief head ministry of truth czar that lunatic right there was going to tell you that your information is a, a lie and it's not true after being caught lying about all everything else they're going to be the ones who disseminate lies and truth <laughs> isn't that funny and Man. she's gone now <clears throat> she's not there anymore Go ahead. It was it was so laughable from the word go with all of it. I mean, a lot of people again panicked about it. You know, again the Ministry of Truth kind of thing. I thought to myself, there's no way that any other government agency is seriously going to allow this to take place. Well, and I and I, I yeah. think it was about a week or two later the FCC said, yeah, this is a completely unconstitutional. We don't support this whatsoever. And then a week after that, it was completely disbanded, and they said, well, we're just going to reevaluate. Uh, you know, what it really means when, in fact, it was just a hit squad. It was a Bolshevik <clears throat> hit squad yeah. to try to go after people online. Yep. You know, and I'm glad that, well, they call it on pause now. And then they have these, they're, they're crazy. Uh, th those, those are the ones that are the conspiracy theorists right there. Those people, right? They're the, the true conspiracy theorists. Uh, th the ones that the CIA talked about back in the 60, what, 64, 63 um, they're the ones propagating all these lies and trying to hide the truth from getting to the to the normies. That's how it works. So you know, for them to put that up and to actually float that, if they it would have gone through if people like us, <clears throat> sorry, if people like us didn't stand up, point at it, laugh at it, make memes about it, and just destroy them with our digital soldiery. You know it. it like I said, it's on pause. I don't know what they're going to do with it. They're going to try to put somebody else in there. Um, but we, at the same time, if they do put somebody else in there, do the same thing. Laugh at it. Make memes. Uh, you know, poke fun at it. And just don't give it any more attention. That's I think it. that's, yeah, I think that's the only way to, to, to do that. Hey, before we go, I want to read over a few of these headlines. I'm just looking at headlines and they're, they're just, I'm not even going to get into the story. I'm just going to go headlines. All right. Um, let me run Go down here. We have <clears throat> Navy has a desertion problem. Wonder why a lot of people leave in the Navy. Um, early voting setting records in Georgia. Oh, here's a good one. We talk about this on the show a lot and in our gilded 
uh, cloud seeding is approved in New Mexico. You know, cloud seeding, oh, yeah. geoengineering, you know, planes yep. spraying stuff up in the sky, you know, all that disinformation, all that conspiracy theory talk. Yeah. Well, it just got approved in New Mexico now. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, we have, oh, Pfizer CEO promotes Wi-Fi microchip pills. <laughs> that sounds like fun. We should do that. Um, Albert Borla is a monster. Oh, that guy I, is an absolute monster. He is. I, I can't believe that uh, he, we need to start laughing at this guy and making memes on him. Come on, yeah. internet, do your thing. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Monkey pig, monkey, monkey pox outbreak traced back to a gay pride island festival. <laughs> Disease. See, they're trying to. There, there you go. They're trying <laughs> to tie it into sexually transmitted infections. That's <laughs> just not true. Oh my gosh. Not true. Um, it says disease spreads through sex. Um, let's keep going. Got a few more of these. Oh, here's a crazy one. Police identify a woman who defecated in Wichita beauty store. Hmm. Um, Detroit or no Democrat mule goes to Detroit ballot box four times and four X times in two days. Yeah. Uh, 2000 mules, man. We, we got into that just a little bit last week. What, what's your take on 2000 mules? I, I watched about uh, probably a little more than half of it. And, um, yeah. actually if let's bring this up because uh, one of our supporters, Ryan Mansfield, he sent me a, a message he wants us to talk about 2000 mules. Um, just, just to, for me, I think it, it speaks for itself. I mean, the stuff that true, the vote did and pulled for, uh, you know, to, and gave to, um, you know, for the show to Denise Souza, that stuff speaks for itself. You guys, I mean, you don't even have to watch the whole show just to see what they were doing and, and, and watch what, Oh my gosh, Sean, tell me what you thought of. of did you watch the whole thing? I did. I, I didn't think it was surprising at all. No. I mean, the, the, the moment that I understand that it would be for someone who, who had no idea that the drop boxes and the paper ballots yep. were, uh, were such a problem. Mm-hmm. It would, it would be eye opening to them, but for people who again are, are shut ins and, and don't want to think that anything bad happened during the election, of course, they'll never watch it. Yeah. But, uh, but it, I mean, it, it, the moment that the paper ballots and the drop boxes showed up, before the 2020 election and they were pushing it hard during that summer. And, uh, even the months leading up to the summer of, well, I guess it was 2016. Uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was 2020 yeah. Le- leading up to that, you know, the, the whole year leading up to that election day, the moment that, that I heard of that, I thought, why is no one screaming voter fraud right now? Yeah. I mean, it's just got mm-hmm. voter fraud written all over. Mm-hmm. And again, this is stuff that we saw. You saw it. I saw it. I know Outcast saw it. <clears throat> we talked about it. Then it kind of went away. Then we got called conspiracy theorists. Now there's evidence for it. It's it just comes back around again. The boomerang keeps coming back around and smacking them right in the back of the head. I mean, this. this that's a, yeah, that's how brazen the enemy is. They they even you know they even highlighted in the film they were they were taking pictures of themselves committing a committing felonies. Yeah. Uh, in the interest of getting paid, I mean, they're taking <laughs> they're taking pictures of themselves doing the crime <laughs> on the internet, and they don't think they're you know they're going to get away with it. It's amazing. Yeah, and you know, and the reason they got those pictures is because those ballot those particular ballot boxes had cameras on them, which I think they yep. should all have cameras on them. Why not? If if they really want 
every vote to count. Now that that that's got a whole new meaning now after I see this show. Uh, make every vote count. Well, they liter- literally meant every vote, <laughs> not every legal vote, just every vote. Right? There you go. You can see that. So yep. anyway, you know, with the they're so they they take selfies after they put the stuff in the box. You know, the ballots in the box. Turn around, take the the selfies with the box in there, and then send it to whoever their um, handler is to get paid. Now that those are the people we need to find. You know what I mean? Because all we do, all we did, or what they showed, was the people doing the actual <clears throat> uh, fraud. But we need to find the ones who were guiding them, paying them, coordinating them. So how is that going to work out? You know, because I, I I believe what state was it is starting to open an investigation on it. One of the sheriffs was it Arizona, maybe Oklahoma. Some sheriff yeah, somewhere like, out there. Arizona, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Once there's a sheriff out there somewhere who's said, "Ooh, he saw this information." You know, saw the movie. He's like, "Oh, we got to look into this." That's that's on video theft, fraud, right there. I mean, that's federal offense, right there. They got it. Um, there was a girl, a, a woman who was in on this. She's been caught and she's, I believe she turned herself in or something. And so it almost sounds like she's going to start helping a little bit. Um, you know, so if they can unravel the scheme, I mean, we know it's there. We know it's a big scheme. It's probably been going on for decades. It just got so ramped up in 2020 that I think they just, they got too far with it. And, and now they got caught. So we'll see how and it, it really goes. is. A- yeah, I think I think when you catch one person, like you just said, you catch one person, you squeeze another, then you can squeeze another, and, mm-hmm. and I mean that that's going to go right up to the top. Yeah, and I believe they they only did people that you know in in the in the movie Two Thousand Mules <clears throat> didn't they just highlight the people that did ten or more drop boxes? I believe so. Okay, like that. so there yeah. was a, there were a lot of those thousands oh, of those everywhere. But yeah. it, but if you go to the people that did under ten like five drop boxes, there were so many more thousands than there were that did 10 and above. So the show didn't even go into that part of it. So I don't know if they're doing a part two or whatever, but the amount of people that did only five boxes, they actually covered more ground than the people that did 10 or more. So it it is amazing. So, you know, if if you guys did not see 2000 mules yet, go look at it, go watch it. I mean, it, it's just expanded over to to, uh, to 400 theaters across nationwide. But I think in a couple of weeks, it'll probably end up at 1,000 theaters um, and it just keep getting bigger. But it's making all these rhinos and Democrats squirm. I love it. And these globalists. I love it. Think about it. So if all this stuff was put in illegally by fraud, that means we have a fraud resident in the office. We have a fraud uh, every position that he placed, even the uh, that, that chick the uh, in the Supreme Court, that's fraud. That can't go. Think about all the stuff that would have to be undone. I know. I know. My mind just goes all all all, <laughs> all sorts of places, man. Hey, if it's if it's fraud, it needs to be undone. So, could you imagine? I don't. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't care where it is. It just <laughs> needs to go. It does. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, now it's spidered out into all these other things, you know, it spidered into a dif- disinformation board, you know, it, 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 Afghan Afghanistan thing did not have to happen that, the way it did. 
Yeah. Holy cow, man. Yeah. <sighs> well, we, we said a lot today. We said a whole lot. <clears throat> and I, I want to appreciate you for stepping in in the big shoes of uh, Outcast when he's gone. So gone for today. So, you know, I think, uh, did you have a good time doing this today with me? I, I, I did. I did. It, was, it was awesome. I, I appreciate the invite. It's been an absolute honor. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was a lot, of, a lot of fun doing this stuff. And I enjoy doing these uh, these shows. It gets, I don't know about you. I don't know what your setup looks like. Mine is a little chaotic. I've got a lot of uh, equipment that I'm dealing with. You know, I also DJ too. So I'm kind of trying to get some of my DJ equipment in the mix here. So I got too many things actually to look at in front of me. <laughs> so I'm kind of doing it to myself, making it a little rough, right? But I like it, man. It's fun. It's a couple hours here. Um, I'm learning a lot. I'm meeting some great people like yourself. And um, I think we're we're helping to uh, disseminate information that's going to make people think on their own. You know, I'm not trying, trying to tell people what to think. I just want them to think in a different way and figure it out yourself, you know, because that's how I got here. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, it seems to, to work for me. That's the whole point. You know, I, I, I used to say it a lot on the podcast, and I still do from time to time. People should not be afraid to unlearn what they've learned. Yeah, that's a big one. But people have a hard time doing that. Sure. It takes Pe- effort. Yeah. I mean, people, oh, man, that's, that's big. Sometimes people do not want to unlearn that stuff. That, you, you present them with new information, and they freak the heck out because it ruins their what you know the, the mindset that they have right now dang yeah yeah that's that's good they're, they're called comfortable delusions for a reason because they're comfortable <laughs> yeah all right look let's uh let's take a real quick break uh and then come back and we'll say our goodbyes and everything all right be right back after this jeremiah i have a question what's up what would a good god send people to hell God doesn't send people to hell. Actually, we were already on our way to hell. And what God did is he gave us a way out. It's like being on a ship that's sinking and someone's like, hey, there's a lifeboat. You can choose to get on the lifeboat, but if you reject the lifeboat, you automatically go down with the ship. It's the same thing. Our sin was already taking us to hell. And God gave us Jesus and says, this is a lifeboat. But if you reject the lifeboat, you're automatically going where you are already headed. God didn't send you there. Welcome to Clown World, a world in which you can get free crack pipes from Brandon. But Nobel Prize winning ivermectin is deemed unproven. Yes, patriots, this is the reality these tyrants expect you to believe. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. back to the dangerous info podcast everybody i want to say thanks to our guest host tonight dr sean brooks and to you guys the uh, the gilded family and to all of you out there listening in the audience thank you guys for being being here for us right thank you for sharing the show with everybody you know 
I also want to thank our monthly supporters again. You guys, excellent over on subscribestar.com. Excellent. Without you guys, you guys are the fuel for this show. And without you guys, we couldn't be doing this. Um, read the description of tonight's show down below. All the information that we talked about. Sean's links are going to be in there. Plus, I'm going to add those links over to our Gilded. I want you guys to join our Gilded, all right? Get on over there. Um, be part of the, the, the backstage family. You know, Hang out with us You know, during the week when we're not on, on air or whatever. We're on there, on the Gilded. We're talking. We're sharing information. We're learning from each other, all right? Um, on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Gab, Telegram. And now I just joined, uh, well, I, I've been on there, Truth Social. But I just got on and started making my uh, account active. And I believe I, uh, oh, what do I call myself on there? It's either Dangerous Info or Jesse James, J-A-Y-M-Z. Just look for one of them. Um, I'll actually put a link in the description too. Um, but yeah, True Social. So I'm, I'm brand new on there, but I've, I've been there for a while. just haven't been using it. Um, check my mailing list, all right? There's a, a spot in the description of the show here. There is, a, you can sign up for the mailing list. I encourage you guys to do that. Um, because I send a lot of stuff out through the mailing list before it goes anywhere else. All right, so you guys are the first to know when you join. And also, if you want to send me an inf- uh, in a question, an email, something for the show, whatever it is, email me at info at jessejames.com. And uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening to the show. Dr. Sean, at this point of the show, I always play something, or I ask Outcast to give a, a message for, for the people going into the week and what they can look for because, you know, we bring a lot of heavy stuff on the show, right? And I don't want to leave it like that. I want to give you guys some good information, some good energy to proceed you through the week and, and, and you know, uplift and spread the good cheer. What, do you have something for everybody to hear? Sure. I, I would simply say, you know, take advantage of, of, the, of the environment that we have that God gave us. Get outside, get grounded, walk around outside barefoot, take a nap under a tree. Mm. Uh, you know, have a have, have a good time outside. You know, it, it never hurts to to revisit your childhood. You know, p- pick a particular activity that you did when you were a kid, and maybe you can do it with your children. And uh, you know, just relive the old days a little bit. But unplug the electronics, get outside, weather permitting, and even if it is raining, who knows? You know, stand outside. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Just don't get struck by lightning. <laughs> That's good, man. You know, while you're just saying that, <clears throat> that it brings back memories. I like what you're saying. Get outside, be a child again. Think of your old school days when you're having fun. Man, I really like that. That was good. Um, <clears throat> I also asked Out, uh, Outcast if he would send me one for the week, and he did. So I'm going to play that right now um, to go with yours, all right? Here's Outcast Very mes- good. message. Hey, um, I'd like to thank Jesse for giving me an opportunity to contribute to this week's episode since I couldn't be on in person. Um, This is a great honor to be able to contribute this way. Um, For the last several weeks, I've had this idea, like I keep thinking about mockers and scoffers out there, people who mock us and scoff at what we present. And it's really kind of insulting to our intelligence because I don't think they do their homework and we do, and yet they they ridicule us. But then I I stumbled across... um, purely by accident, this verse in 2 Peter chapter 3, and it makes reference directly to scoffers. Uh, but it also goes on to talk about prophecy and also talks about the flood. And that's, uh, these are some hot buttons for us because, uh, you know, in weeks past, we've frequently referenced uh, Matthew 27 where Jesus says, in the end times will be as it was in the times of Noah. So I thought this, this scripture was really good. This is uh, chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. 
First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, quote, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since the fathers died, everything goes on as it has, uh, as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the time the word of the present heavens and earth are received for fire, being kept for the days of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Um, everybody, just remember, uh, God is speaking directly to us. He chose us, as we said before, before the foundation of the earth. If you have ears to hear and comprehend and understand, eyes to see and, and a heart to receive, um, do not let mockers and scoffers discourage you. Tune them out. Stay in the word. Think of yourself as an empty vessel and let it be filled with the Holy Spirit so that other people may not uh, have an effect on you. I hope this blesses you guys. I hope this was a great episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. Thanks, Outcast. That was pretty good. <clears throat> All right, Dr. Sean, thanks again, brother, for doing on the show or being on the show with me here today. Thank you for the invite. Thank oh, you for man. having me. It was awesome. It was fun. I had a great time, and um, who knows? Maybe we'll do something like this again. We can shake it up and have a good time and, and do this. I, I just have The more I do this, the more fun I have. <laughs> it's great, man. Perfect. All right, That's brother. Yeah, awesome, brother. Well, give well, me all you. Thank you to your audience too. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, you guys. I want you to go check him out. Give me your links for everything too. Uh, American Education FM. That's your, the name of your show and your podcast. And uh, I know you have a Substack. So whatever information you want to start, you know, text me after we get off the line here. Do that, and I'll start adding it all in there. And I'll give you an invite to the Gilded too, if you want to join our Gilded, and you can add some content into that. It's up to you, brother. So um, very good. Yeah. yeah, everything everything is on AmericanEducationFM.com. Perfect. AmericanEducationFM.com, everybody. All right, Dr. Sean, thank you, brother. And again, thank, thank you, Jesse. Yep, thanks again for everybody for listening to the show. I'm Jesse James, and as you go through the week, remember, be bold, stay alert, and don't fall for the media chicanery coming in at you every level, brother. You guys, we love you. Stay dangerous, my patriot friends. You guys, stay dangerous. The word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, smart mm-hmm. phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, yep. you know, I, I I knew right away when I first heard it, um, it was, you know, S-M-A-R-T. People just think it's smart, like intelligent. It's not, okay? Smart, what it stands for, it's an acronym. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. SMART. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is, 